0: What's up, everybody? Mikey Sanchez here with episode 18. Um, Today's episode is really, really dope and kind of different. We're actually interviewing uh, one of our very own Max. Uh, You guys saw him on the Vision by Dreamers podcast, Um, but this one's exclusively interviewing him. Um, Me and Sal get a chance to ask him some personal questions, and it really turns into an interesting conversation about discipleship. And, um, so I hope you guys enjoy it half as much as I did, um, doing it. Well, I should say, if you enjoy it half as much as I did doing it, you're, you're in for a treat. So anyways, hope you guys dig it.
1: (laughs) And then, um, but you're, I mean, as, as long as, cause what you hear is what's being recorded. So that's, what's more important. huh? Do you look funny? If he sounds too low, then... Not because of the headphones. On the analog. (laughs) Just
2: kidding. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) (laughs) doot 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 all
3: right here we go <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's gonna
3: replace
2: the the, the redeem broadcast
0: intro.
1: All right, all right. I'm Let's sorry, dude. No, that was great. I, I think that I think on this podcast we might use that for the.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god! This is what happens when you don't have somebody that you feel like you need to be responsible. Right. In front
3: of. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I love it. Can hot, you feel the dude. nerves, bro? A little bit. Am I sweating? I, yeah, you started sweating right oh, now. Is, is it hot? Dude. Have another drink <laughs> no, of this.
0: Dude, taste it, bro. Come on. I'm it's good. Really, I'm it's good. really gotten
1: good. Oh. It's been defiled. I'm still gonna drink it, but
0: drink that mug, <laughs> dude. He's got a little fly that flew in there. Can you show the camera real quick, dude, just so they could see what's going on? Here,
1: where's where's the camera?
0: Look at so that, absolutely. dude. Look at that, dude. A little bug flew in his coffee. <laughs> I wonder how many guests have accidentally had little bugs fly in their coffee. <laughs> And then, just in, in, see it. and then, just in order to not make it awkward, they just drink. <laughs> <up>. <laughs>
3: oh my gosh, dude! Oh, this is gonna be a
0: wacky. All day. right, I can feel <laughs> yeah, it. I didn't get much great. sleep last night. It's
1: gonna be great. All right, let's let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this evening. I pray that you would go before us with friends one another, that we would just have conversation, Father. That is, we're Lord God, beneficial, Lord not only to us, but to the body, Father. May we learn more about one another in this podcast. I pray, Father, for insight on our friend Max. I pray, Father, that, that we would just learn something new about our friend tonight, Lord God, that he would grow as a, as a believer, as an artist, Father, as a young man. We thank you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Redeem Podcast episode 18. We have with us tonight Max Garcia. Max, how you doing, bro? What's up? I'm doing good.
2: How are you <laughs> guys?
3: <laughs> Dude, I liked when we did like our
0: music one and like it was like a real serious moment and you accidentally headbutted with your head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I haven't turned around. To you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Don't do it. Right. Oh, hilarious. How
2: are you What
1: were you up to today, Max? School. <laughs> yeah?
2: School. Uh, how's, yeah.
1: It, how's school for you right now? Well, let, uh, let, let's let's tell people a little bit about what you do, Max. What do you do? At school? Just, <laughs> in, just in general. In general? Okay,
3: so I'm, I'm 18. <laughs> I go to college at Mount SAC.
1: He likes long um, walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just i I'm
3: just What are you taking? Uh, I'm taking like your basic English and math class, and then I'm taking like an intro to television and radio.
0: How's that going? Ooh.
3: It's pretty cool it's kind of just like teaching teaching us about like this kind of stuff like
1: okay
0: mm.
3: yeah it's like it's, it's not much television but it's more radio like who who started radio can i, I ask yeah. you an honest question dude Go. like
0: how much of it have you like applied to like what we do here none of it uh, like
3: five <laughs> percent of everything yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Why is that? You think it's just because like they're talking about different applications, or yeah,
3: it's more like more like how much revenue <coughs> this company made in this year. Oh, it's not I see. yeah, it's not really like,
1: like hands-on application. F- yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's
3: that class?
2: Like, where's the hands-on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, and
1: it's all online right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's... going has got to suck. Yeah, that's got to be like... Yeah. Uh, Basically, gotta...
0: you're just making yourself sit in front of a camera <laughs> yeah. to get the grades, Radio right? theory. Story yeah, of my yeah, life. Yeah, dude. pretty much. Okay, so I was like an A student in trade school. Mm-hmm. Like, all the hands-on. I'm, I'm like a, a teacher's worst nightmare, right? Because I'll be like in a class, and and when a teacher explains something... I, the only way I can learn is by saying it back to them mm. and getting like basically teaching them what they yeah. just taught me yeah. and getting from them like absolutely wrong, which I look forward to mm. just as much as like, oh absolutely right. And and if I'm wrong, then I need them to teach me it again. Mm. And I'm like demanding kind of like mm. that as a student. Not I mean this is the way I learn. Mm-hmm. So ever since we went to like online classes, dude, I'm not learning anything, bro. Mm. I'm like barely I think I might be failing right now, mm. <laughs> pretty bad, dude. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, whatever. Like, here's the thing: like, if I if I like quit and didn't do what I should, then I'll they'll always be like, man, I probably should have been responsible. No. But if I'm trying and I'm failing, whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah, online class mm. is hard. It's it. Well, especially so if it's like every week you have to do it at that set time, mm-hmm. like I can yeah. imagine Ugh. that's kind of like, ah. Because yeah, I, I took w- an online class, <laughs> but I could choose to do it like when I wanted to. Mm which kind of made it helpful. Yeah. Heck yeah. Then Where's was that class? Where's I mean, classes? <laughs> classes to do when you want to? Bible it? college, bro. That's Bible dope. college. So you're <laughs> in school. You're doing that. You're also this genius when it comes to music. I think that's kind Is of Is that... Like okay, real thing.
0: quick. I want to know something honestly, bro, like yeah. your personality type. Is that hard? Like, when, like... Because Nick hurdles, like, some compliments <laughs> at you. So, <laughs> yeah. they like, dude, this guy is the freaking amazing. you the, truth, You're the yeah. prodigy. Yeah.
3: yeah. Is it hard? A little bit. It's well, a little, like... I, I don't feel that way yet, at least. Like, okay. I feel like... I'm not, like, as great as, like, he says. But, like, I don't know. Like, I haven't...
1: Young Anakin Skywalker.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> See, that, like, here's yeah. the thing, like... And I'm just... I'll shoot you I'll always shoot, shoot you straight, mm-hmm. bro. Like, but um it's it's because of the growth like it's because of the rapid change Mm -hmm. and like when you've been like one of the hardest things is like a like rapper from a rapper's perspective when you're working with somebody making a beat like somebody will send you a beat and it'll be fired like oh dude that Mm -hmm. beat was freaking dope but then when you go to create with him it's like it's like trying to catch lightning striking twice like Mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. so when you find somebody that like consistently puts out stuff like that's just rare that's what that's what it is and so i i say that to you not to blow you up but to encourage you to like take seriously the amount of effort you put into it mm-hmm. because if a kid is like a supernatural like they say that um what was the redheaded kid that did like skateboarding snowboarding just like champion and sean white sean white dude mm-hmm. so sean white was a freaking natural mm-hmm. Right. Like he was just like incredibly natural. But then he added on top of that work ethic, where mm-hmm. he was like, mm-hmm. and that just made him incredible. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I, that's the reason why I try to encourage you that way. But mm-hmm. I, I get a little I don't know if it's just because me and you are close, like I get a little uncomfortable when people are like, <laughs> This guy's the greatest, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. that's hard. I, I don't know if it's just that I'm perceiving that it's hard no, for yeah, you or it's yeah. a little awkward <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Right on. So
1: now you're jumping into music Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of curious. Well, you know what? We kind of actually talked about this a little bit on our last podcast Mm -hmm. about some of your your music influences. What are you listening to right now?
3: Hmm. A lot of. Actually, honestly, uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis's album, just because that's where me and him draw influence from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It'll be like Macklemore, Mac Miller. Chance the Rapper and then like old stuff like a part of Mr. Rogers soundtrack Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like Disney's old Disney songs yeah that's kind of like our influences right
0: now sick dude yeah so like not to make that cuz yeah what the heck like so um, there's a chemistry between me and him that is similar in audio to the chemistry between Ryan Lewis and Macklemore mm. in that.
1: Yeah. Exp- well, explain for me the chemistry between Ryan
0: Lewis and Macklemore. Okay. So Macklemore was like a rapper already mm-hmm. and he did some stuff dude. Like, but he was not standout, bro. Like, I mean, he's a, he's a decent, I think he's pretty dope actually as an MC, but mm-hmm. he, um, he doesn't really become standout. out until he clicks up with ryan lewis and ryan lewis is like a music guy dude like Mm he he worked on amazing tracks that are non-hip-hop some of my favorite tracks that i have like downloaded in my music that were like very soundtracky and stuff and when he clicks up with macklemore they made the heist and the heist was a re- literally a record setting it was ice breaking it was it was trend setting it was mm-hmm. it was a pioneer of what they did now later on the the lines would become blurred between what really an independent artist is and mm-hmm. how much help they get because macklemore and ryan lewis still knew people to be able to get certain things out there and that stuff's been like brought up and so but they were recognized as the first independent completely independent artist and they won a Grammy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. won a Grammy mm-hmm. for that album. Mm. And the hip hop world, music world went crazy when that happened. Because it was believed that the music industry was like a giant that you couldn't compete with without them. Mm. It would be like someone starting in. It'd be like if somebody started an NFL team and weren't connected to the NFL and got were able to play against and then won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm you know what i mean so um their audio sound is not overly hip hop like if you listen to the album it's not like trying to be like it trying to be hip hop it's right, like music right. and rap and it's really dope and then he, i think this is my personal opinion i think max has a lot of influence Not purposely But his beats sound a lot Like a lot of things Ryan Lewis does Mm. Not like copy by any means But just like the way music And like Mm -hmm. audio is like Brought into like a song And it's almost cinematic That's Mm -hmm. the thing that I love About the project we're working on Mm -hmm. Which maybe we could talk A little bit about Like the Mm -hmm. Mike Rogers project That I'm working on Because It is very cinematic It Mm -hmm. is very It is ultra like Like, one of the problems I had with um, Logic's albums, which are super cinematic, is that they're overly cinematic and, like, script-like. It's, like, Mm. they're forcing you to know that they're in space and that, Mm. you know, like, it's like a script, right? But our, like, cinematic beats are, like, imaginatively taking you places that... Mm -hmm. maybe a person could listen and not even fully catch that we were watching subtle yeah hints of
3: like you're here you're here like yeah dude Mm -hmm. definitely
0: there's like a skit in there where we were watching old footage of disney walt Mm -hmm. right walt Mm -hmm. disney disney walt (laughs) (laughs) and um we were just vibing on him huh really we were just like watching him And we're also, like, really obsessed with, like, timelessness. So, like, things Mm -hmm. that are, like, you know, that are, like, past. Like, it's not what's Mm -hmm. happening right now. Mm -hmm. And just capturing, like, the amazingness about that. Like, there's something about the way um, Walt was respectful to the camera. Mm -hmm.
3: Everything, like, the way he walked, like, talked, even, like, certain syllables, like, we're just, like, fascinated by it. Hmm. So we kind of, like, put that into some of our... Some of our skits and music kind of.
0: Yeah. Right I on. Say. Yeah.
1: So what do you find yourself like enjoying the most about like making music right now?
2: Hmm.
3: Hmm. I think just m- making stuff like just being able to create something that like could take you somewhere like mm. in your head. I think is super cool.
0: I've heard something that artists uh, have said before. I've never really given it too deep a thought, but I want to share it with you. And I know some Christian artists that believe that the reason why we're drawn to creativeness is because we're the only species, according to the Bible, that was created in God's image so mm. like everything else animals all that other stuff weren't mm. created after himself only human beings were created after his own image right and being that he's the creator mm. like inevitably into us is the desire to create mm-hmm. so like we have we it's not that we're trying to be gods as much as we are reflecting the one who created us and that we in thoroughly enjoy creating mm. the creative process so i've heard that said before and I've always just kind of like li- listened to it and never been like, "Oh, that's true," but just been like, damn, mm. that's kind of that's kind of interesting." Yeah, that's interesting. And I do feel that way a little bit when I'm creating something, especially when we like when it comes together. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> hmm. Hmm. what do you th- what do you think um, will spark? We talked a little bit about it, but I want you to share like will spark inspiration. Like,
3: yeah, I I, I talked about it in the last podcast, like anything could spark like inspiration, like imagination in my, in me, like whether it be like sounds I hear something I see, you know, Mm. like, I don't, I don't know why, but like, I'll hear like certain sound, like when I'm driving or something and I'll like hear like a bell, like pass by. Mm -hmm. Like that sounds cool. Yeah. (laughs) I
0: watched it happen. We were watching, uh, the early, I think it's a, yeah, it's Disney. Mm. Um, it's a story of uh, Ichabod Crane. Mm-hmm. The cartoon? Know, the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. So we're watching that, and I'm like, dude, I used to watch this when I was a kid every Halloween. Somebody asked me, his dad, everybody left the room, and it was just me and his dad. He's like, what do you feel like watching? I'm like, it was Halloween. I'm like, honestly, I feel like watching the cartoon version of <laughs> Ichabod Crane. Like, I don't think I've seen that since I was like five. I uh, mean, and it's, yeah. I still remember yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, so I was, like, I was like, that's what I want to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's like halloween tradition like mm. hand out some candy sit in the living room and put on a non-scary halloween mm-hmm. thing you know mm-hmm. it's like peanuts like mm-hmm. halloween or like i like that right mm-hmm. so i told him that and he's like oh i've never seen no oh, i've never heard of this and he he just threw it on while well, people just kind of gravitated into the living room once it was on including max and then i'm like dude check this out like Bing Crosby did like mm-hmm. the vocals here, and like this is a kind of a golden era of mm-hmm. of music, actually we, I, yeah,
3: which was super like funny because I was actually Halloween I like just threw on like a bunch of Christmas music just because <laughs> I was like in the mood <laughs> uh, and Bing Crosby is someone who I really enjoy like Christmas music with, mm-hmm. so that was that was just like funny funny just, like, coincidence. Yeah, yeah. so
0: there we are sitting down and I'm watching i'm I'm always perceiving max because i just i don't know he's just one of my favorite people so i i'm like watching him watch this and there's a scene where there's like a uh i don't know a crew of singers I, like they're like a a group kind yeah. of and they start singing this one particular thing dude and <laughs> i'm sorry
1: you know what i just realized dude um <laughs> i hate to interrupt the, the, what we're recording on OBS right now is literally all of that. Everything you see right now. <laughs> I, I, I totally thought I was like, ah, oh, I, you got it. It's fine. What is it? It like, okay. So everything you see right now is going to be in the, in the image, but maybe you could crop it like, like crop start, it yeah, just the first part of it. That's yeah. <laughs> all right. It's okay. I could change it right now. <laughs> You've
2: been switching back and forth? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. I was like, you know what?
0: Hold on. Oh, no. That's... That's right. It wasn't an important guest anyways. (laughs) 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 I couldn't help it, dude. I had to seize the moment, dude. Seize your moment. <laughs> so anyways, we're we watching. Sorry, I was messing up anyways when I was talking about a group of singers. <laughs> there's like a, there's like whoever was making like the audio on there obviously had Bing Crosby in on it and and it they 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 collectively sing this like harmony like thing and he was like Oh, <laughs> like he literally like in his body language I was know. like, Oh, there. And I saw what inspiration looks like, yeah. dude. I was like, Oh, there it yeah. is. Like, that's the thing, dude. Mm-hmm. It was who, there was
3: the, the girls who sing with Bing Crosby. Yeah. And, like, uh,
0: something wow. sisters. Yeah. The Papini sisters or something like that. Yeah. Was something
3: Andrew's, yeah. Yeah, Andrew's Andrew sisters. Andrew's sisters. Yeah.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. And like, it
3: was like a musical scene or something. Yeah. And like they had this like harmony that just like blew my mind kind of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super right sick. So you guys are hanging out, family. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you, if our guests don't know, you guys are uncle, nephew, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. You <laughs> guys get to make music together. I'm curious more towards your, your family. Mm. Like what it, you have siblings, you got... Mm-hmm. I, I know, I know you have it. <laughs> yeah, like, do like, like about, I don't talk know.
0: Tell me about where you grew up. Like, where were yeah. you born and, like, where did you grow up? Mm-hmm. Like,
3: So I grew up in Pomona and here in La Puente. Mm-hmm. And just because my grandma lives over here, so we would come over here
0: all the time. Why were you, like, halfway in between your house and your grandma's house all the time? Just
3: because I I'd go to school over here, and they're they're near here. So while my mom went to work, or while my, while my parents went to work, I would stay with them. Okay. Like, when I was younger, I would stay with them. And... uh yeah, I came to school over here. Did
0: you like staying with your grandparents or you didn't, didn't think about it? It uh, just was life.
3: I think it was just, yeah, it was just like, this is what we do. When right. I get out of school, yeah. I go to my grandparents <laughs> yeah. and I wait yeah. for my parents. Mm-hmm. Got you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then I live in Pomona and I've been there all
1: my life. How many siblings you got?
3: I got two younger sisters.
1: Right know. So how far apart in age are you guys?
3: We're all three years apart. Oh, okay. That's kind all of, kind of you coming. guys
1: three years? I think so. That's yeah. crazy, dude. Yeah. Right. Were you a shy kid when you were, like, a kid,
0: like, in school, or were you, like?
3: I feel like as I grew older, I got more shy.
0: Yeah, because I remember, I hear stories about you when you were little, and yeah. you were, like, kind of a performer in a weird way, like.
3: Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I think as I grew older, I kind of just, like, like got in my shell or
0: something. Do you ever know. think of why or not? Just.
3: I don't know. I'm not really sure.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I thought. I mean, here's what's interesting to me too is like you seem like a person who would have a real hard time doing like this, right? Like Mm -hmm. because you don't seek the limelight, but you're not as bad as some people that (laughs) come on. (laughs) Sorry, Freddie. I mean, (laughs) mean, you could tell that they're super affected by microphones and headphones and their voice and stuff. So that Mm -hmm. trips me out. That. That might contribute mm-hmm. to the fact that when you were a kid, you weren't super shy. Yeah, maybe. Like, you know. So you're growing up, di- and, and what elementary school did you go to?
3: Tell us. It. So elementary is, well, I kind of switched around, actually. I went to La Seda, which now is a different school, I think. And then I went to Hollingworth, which is down the street, for one year.
1: I went to Hollingworth for one year. Oh,
3: really? Yeah. Well, you guys for one year? Interesting. I yeah. went to third grade. Huh. One year, and then I went to Telus' fourth through, through sixth,
0: eighth. eighth. Oh, okay, it was one of those schools, yeah, four through eighth. So they yeah. like burned junior high into that school, mm-hmm. got you, yeah. Then high school, no Gallus, no right here, yeah, like down right up the street, the street. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Get like not ghetto, but ghetto at the <laughs> <Yeah>. same time. <laughs> yeah. I would say ghetto, not necessarily like gang style, but ghetto, like <laughs> crazy people. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. We had a well, crazy experience
1: last week, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: dude, that's crazy. Some, almost like almost demonic demonic. (laughs) prostitute it's funny dude because i don't throw around demonic stuff a lot i'm not about that i'm not like oh you could tell there was a spirit like Mm -hmm. whatever dude people are just crazy (laughs) and on drugs or whatever but that lady had some crazy (laughs) bro when we went okay because you just to let like anybody listening like we're Mm -hmm. we're sitting after a podcast sometimes if there's time to burn especially Mm -hmm. if it's on like a friday or something yeah yeah like we're gonna, we go and get tacos at this bomb taco truck, mm-hmm. but it's it's right outside <laughs> of a of a parking lot that has pretty much mostly abandoned like buildings, or mm-hmm. at least a supermarket yeah. that was there. parking lot, like and that. then this the one of the companies that's there is like super sketchy. It's like dude, what is it like a it, vape? Video, yeah, shout out Video ninety four, <laughs> like the biggest head shop. Like yeah, in our town. it's got the gnarliest people going in yeah. and out of there. <laughs> yeah, and then. It's like druggies all around everywhere you can see. And this is literally across the street from the high yeah, school. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. literally, right? Yeah. So we're there, and, like, some woman is, you know, she gets... I'm not going to get into all the details. She gets dropped off by some dude, basically just pushed out of yep. a car. Mm-hmm. Then she's wandering around in, like, a floozy kind of outfit. Can't really tell what it is. It but kind of like a blanket at yeah, first. I yeah, I don't know what weird. she's wearing. And then... But then she disappears behind a building and then starts screaming her lungs out, like, like scary style. Yep.
1: I, I got scared that someone was I was like, what? Because I was like, dude, what if someone's like in trouble? And you're yeah. like, dude, like imagine we're just standing here and somebody's like getting raped. Yeah. I, was like, I, all
0: couldn't, right. I couldn't <laughs> live with that idea yeah. in my head. Like, oh, you know, so, so I was like, yeah. all right,
1: well, we could check from a distance, you know, like we just go like walk yeah, this way in the parking lot. All
0: walk. I wanted to see was like somebody not getting raped. Like yeah. it pretty much could have been anything she was doing. Uh huh. But I just don't want, like, you know, that I... So me and Sal, I remember specifically, I, like, tightened my boots because I'm like, I might have to run. I don't know what's <laughs> going on because it was a scary scream. Yeah. yeah. And then me and Sal are, like, angling at a distance, like like, just watching more and more vision come around <laughs> the corner, right? Like, and right when we get to her... It's like the ring. It's like mm-hmm. a scene out of the ring. Mm-hmm. It's her back turned to us, her hair straight down and like behind her and her arms just like flailing. Weird like, demonic dance. Yeah. yeah. dude. like, and, and I was like, yeah, okay, it's time to go. Like, <laughs> that's it. Like she doesn't need help. I mean, she needs help, but doesn't need my help. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yep. And uh, we pretty much got out of there. And uh, other chapters in my life have felt led to. I might have gone and shared with her or something. But yep. at that moment, I was looking at what was going on there. And I was like, yeah, it's probably yeah. time to go, dude. Yeah. But Nicoletta's in prayer with her for her. Yeah, I know? remember that. So it's yeah, like it something. was pretty heartbreaking in some ways. But then in another way, it was kind of scary. Yeah. For sure. So you grew up going to Nogales High School, right there, <laughs> <laughs> and saw that lady as a oh child. My oh my no. gosh! <laughs> um,
1: so growing up, were you a Christian?
3: Mm. I don't. I don't know. That's a, like I wasn't. I we went to church. My my mom, my mom's a Christian. She 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 took us to church. You know, like Golden Springs, and I always it was kind of one of those things where like like sunday morning like you don't really want to go you're like a little kid you For know sure and but, but we would go you know like sit
0: what's your and, earliest mem- memory of church
3: i don't mm, probably sitting in like one of the classrooms like little mm. kid like the little kid or oh, yeah, okay. like the okay. on the screen okay you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i think yeah
0: so you know who veggie tales are yeah <laughs> that's funny dude because i didn't i wasn't a part of like the church culture as mm. a kid so like i'll trip out on like ki- like older people like watching little kids and then like a song would come on and all of them would be like <laughs> veggie tales, oh, and, like they like yeah. laugh and i'm like wow i really missed out <laughs> like on
1: something everybody knows it but i, I was in love with veggie tales when I was <laughs> a kid, dude really? i would like try to do good things so my parents could see and then i'd be like hey can I can I get another VeggieTales video like <laughs> somehow brings like your collection I, know. I had a pretty big collection too <laughs> of VeggieTales What dude. happened to that collection uh, the Lord dude <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it floated away I think the little kids my nieces and nephews still watch it mm-hmm. Dude I had some crazy memories at if I look back cuz I I also grew up at Golden Springs mm-hmm. and some of my childhood like earliest memories are at that church and mm-hmm. some of the things like from good Bible stuff to then like, just crazy kid stuff. Like, I remember they were teaching us to learn all the books of the Bible at such a young mm-hmm. age, and that was, like, every week you would show up, and if you could recite, like, all the Old Testament books, like, you'd get, like, this little, like, toy or mm-hmm. something. I remember, the, I remember having a memory like that. And then I also remember, I think I was in, like, second grade, and there was this kid, like, during worship, we, everybody stood up, and, like, I just learned this trick as a little kid. I was probably, like, in second or first or second grade, dude. Like, right when everybody was about to sit down, like, I pulled his chair out from oh, underneath. Oh him, gosh. And, like, he went to sit down and he was just, like, boom, just, like, flat on his butt. And then all of a sudden he just went, and I was just, like, oh, shoot, like,
3: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And the teacher was just, like,
1: why did you do that? I was like, it's just a trickle. I learned. Oh, <laughs> that, man. That was some of my earliest memories at church, man. That's crazy. <laughs> but so were you guys going like pretty consistently?
3: Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Right on. Th- yeah. Can you remember any of your teachers at all? Or was not, your earliest teacher you can remember? Scott. <laughs> no,
3: actually, I saw him in like a photo the other day. Uh, it's like he's like a white guy. I think. Fourth grade, hmm. Walt. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Is he really tall? Oh, yeah, kind of tall. <laughs> I think. Yeah, no. maybe. I think he wears glasses sometimes. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, maybe uh, Walt. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I, him. I remember he he would always like remember my name, and I thought that was kind of weird because I didn't see church as like a like a place where you, like you knew people. Yeah, was kind of you go and you sit and listen and you leave. Mm. But like, I remember he'd always be like, "Hey Max, what's up?" And I thought that was pretty cool. That's crazy. I remember him. Yeah. Mm.
1: So you learned about Jesus growing up as a kid. Mm-hmm. So you knew, mm-hmm. like, the stories. The stories, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I did not know that. I thought you were, like,
0: godless. grand spank. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> godless. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Demon child.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay, so then you... Like, does, does church stay consistent, like you're all, your family always goes, or kind of mm, like...
3: No, it's like in and out. Like, sometimes we'll go, sometimes we won't go. Yeah, I got you.
0: Like that. Did that happen more as you got older, or... Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, so it was more, like, consistent at one point, and mm. then I like kind of, like, yeah, got you. Okay, so once, like, you're growing into your own man, and you're not, like, always at the church, mm-hmm. right... What, what do you feel about God at that moment? The same play, same thing, or?
3: I think, yeah, I always believed in God. Not it wasn't never, it was never like, I'm going to stop believing in him. Like, just go away. Gotcha. It mm-hmm. was always like, I know there's God, like, always praying, like, you know, like, before we eat or whatever, go, right. before we go to sleep.
0: So there's something that I think that to me stands out, bro, and that's that there was something kind of missed right there, like. And I want to remember this because obviously I'm raising Rowan. That's my daughter. If anybody's watching, doesn't know. Mm -hmm. My daughter has kind of a (sighs) boy's name. Rowan is actually the name of Mr. Bean. Like that's his real (laughs) name. His name is Rowan. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) That's not why I named her Rowan. But (laughs) I do like Mr. Bean. So um, it's cool. But um, I think about these things, though, because I, I think about this. So like here you had a kid who believed in God, wasn't opposed to to God, but it was never truly communicated to you the defining moment in a person's life that they can give their life to they have by their own free like, will. Yeah,
3: like relationship,
0: like yeah, relationship with, yeah. That's kind of like interesting to me because mm-hmm. Calvary Chapel Golden Springs is very forward of like I mean, there's an altar call given every single week for mm-hmm. people to get saved. Um, and it's very forward about the gospel, the the story of being born again, like mm-hmm. And yet somehow, like, a kid who wasn't opposed to it, like, kind of slipped between the cracks of, like, that being communicated to (laughs) Mm -hmm. you. But I think I don't want to blame by any means because I think it has more to do with the hand of God allowing you to have a defining moment. Because another thing that I see happen to, like, young people is they actually got saved like 15 times once when they were like five and once when mm-hmm. they were like nine and once when they're at a retreat and they were almost 10 and, <laughs> and there's all these moments that like a teacher was like, it's time for you to give your life to God, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like every, their friend did it and their other friends so mm-hmm. like, they're going and doing it. And then they end up with this sort of like smudged, Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, yeah. was kind of in a relationship with God, but because my friend did it, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? I like, mm-hmm. but for you, I think it's more like God orchestrating like this, this defining moment that you're kind of held accountable to because it was like me who was there. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. It was so that's yeah. interesting. Um I'm c I'm curious, dude, like because I only seen that day from one perspective. Mm. So what made you, was there anything that made you feel like, I want to do this right now? Can you remember or not? Yeah, it was, it was,
3: I can't remember what we were talking about, but it was a drive back home from that day we were here. It was like, we were talking about, like, something, and then I asked you about, like, I think we were talking about Jesse. I don't know why. But then, Shout out
0: Jay, dude, if you're watching, dude, like.
3: Actually, it, we're talking about
0: you baptizing him at oh, the, beach. the beach. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I remember now. Yeah. So, so I was I was telling Max, just sharing with you the mm-hmm. story. I was telling Max um, of how disconnected from religion your relationship with God can start. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just like i go to church i'm a part of a church and that's why i believe what they believe and i was like dude like take for instance jay jay gave his life to the lord okay his his parents he came from pentecostal background mm. right which is ultra like like where people are like shouting and jumping and hallelujah mm, right. and like speaking in tongues and the worship <laughs> is everybody like and i've seen that i've even visited everybody's yelling amen and People are laying hands on each other and it's just very Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jay's dad disappeared, not in his life when he's a kid. And then his mom married a man who was a pastor of a Pentecostal church um, Ralph. I remember Ralph because Ralph talked to me a lot about Jesus too when I was hmm. young. But Ralph had like, He was very churchy, very Christ, very, a lot about that stuff. But he also had like this temper and I could see like the tension in Mm -hmm. the house. Like, you know, it was like, he was a little bit intimidating to Mm -hmm. me as a kid. Mm -hmm. I can't say I ever saw him do something way out of line. Maybe we could talk to Jay one day about some of that stuff. I don't want to cast anything. Mm -hmm. But I do know this is that Jay was raised in the Christian Home, like Mm -hmm. the Christian ministry, not just home. They did church at their house. And it was like he was and in Pentecostal movement, it is very like the moms and the like the 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 pastor and his wife are both pastors Mm -hmm. in the Pentecostal church. Like that's the pastor and his wife also a pastor. Hmm. And then the pastor's kid is like the anointed kid, like that's the pastors mm. to get two pastors getting together and creating a pastor child. Yeah. <laughs> even though I'm serious, even yeah. to the degree, not all of them, even to the degree where people will be like a little kid who's a pastor's kid. They'll be like, let the oh, pastor's pastor, kid, pray, yeah, for him, pastor's yeah. kid pray for us. Pastor's kid is going to pray for us. that. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was a lot of that in the air. Right. So Jay had this like, bro, I've seen it all. Like by the time I met Jay <laughs> and started sharing with him, cause I saw this, rebellious kid right Mm -hmm. like he was rebelling against forced religion on him Mm -hmm. his mom and stepdad had now gotten a divorce and so that church thing that was forced on him was now like not forced on him Mm -hmm. anymore Mm -hmm. he got super into like metal he was like (laughs) shredding as a kid on like he would put his speaker to the highest volume facing (laughs) out of his garage as a kid Uh like i'm talking like a little kid dude and he would be like (laughs) <laughs> like crazy right and i'm telling max the story about jay and how he knew me as a kid because I, I was when i wasn't a christian and one of the things like when i was young and even to the younger generations is they seen me again like a couple fist fights and like so that's kind of like how i built like a little like reputation with the young kids right. in the neighborhood right uh-huh. and jay knew that about me right like he knew me in that lighting And then I was in a massive accident, but he, dude, I can't wait for Jay to tell this story, dude. He, he had a dream. He knew me, but he was just like a kid kind of to me. He had a dream that I was in an accident the day before I was in an accident. On your motorcycle? No, a car accident that flipped over where I got that, like that gnarly scar. scar.
1: Your fight club scar. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you seen Pike, if you
0: seen yeah. Pico and they kiss the yeah. right there? I know. Anyways. Um, so I told, he, he saw me like come out and I was like on crutches and my arm was all wrapped up. I was jacked, like, but I was just like coming out on like painkillers and stuff. Uh-huh. And that kind of impacted him. But later on, we became tight through music, oddly. <laughs> so he so- was just
1: in relation to you. Jay was just a friend for you.
0: He was a or kid, like, a, like yeah. Okay, I thought, a kid on I, I the block. I Thought he might have been like a relative. Or something. No, or something. Jay. Well, dude, he's like my family. Yeah, but no, he's he lives he lives next door to one my first friend as a kid, mm-hmm. whose also name is Jesse, which is why little Jesse Jay <laughs> is referred to as little Jesse in a lot of circles, mm-hmm. even though he, he he's, <laughs> he's not, <yeah>. he's <laughs> not <laughs> little <laughs> at all, dude. So uh, I always tell people it's like little John, you know. So, but um. So I'm telling him this story, like, about Jay. And so Jay starts hanging out with me and a close friend of mine, my best friend, Miguel Mendoza, who we called Peanut, and me and him were rappers, like, as, ki- as kids. Like, we wanted to be rappers, dude. So once we started making music with Jay, Jay started going everywhere with us. He was also a young man, dude. Like, he was, he must have been, oh, God, I wish he was here to verify. I think, like, 18 years old old when Mm -hmm. he starts rolling with us everywhere Mm. and one day i'm asking him because he's watching us he's going with us places and i'm like hey when like when did you get saved He's like we're always raised in church Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah but that that means nothing bro Mm -hmm. like and i kind of was like oh shoot am i being offensive you know Mm -hmm. i'm like but when like did you ever he's like i've never done that bro i was like Mm -hmm. dang dude and so he gave his life to the lord in a costco parking lot in a deep conversation with me and P peanut Mm -hmm. Mendoza. And then later on his baptism was the same. So I had been baptized when I was young though, like my parents, my mom was sick and like they wanted to make that commitment. Like they wanted a fresh start. So they went and got baptized and as a family, we all went together. And so like, I just like jumped in on that, but it was never my own decision. And so years later, I was, uh, we used to like to, we need to do this, by the way. We used to like to drive to the beach while it was still dark and then watch the sun come up. Like, what you guys done is surfing, I guess. But, and while we were out there one day, like, Peanut was just like, bro, I ain't ever been baptized. Like, I want to be baptized. And I'm like, dude, immediately the story came to mind about Philip. You know, and I'm like, dude, I mean, if you're a believer, there's no reason why. There's nothing holding you back from being baptized. And I remember it was literally like spontaneous. He was like, I was like, we could do it right now. Wait, peanut or um... peanut. Oh, wow. peanut. okay. I'm like we could do this right now. Uh-huh. And he's like, let's do it, dude. And then. So I'm like, Jay, give me a hand, dude. Like, I, like, so I walk, Jay's out just with me. Mm hmm. And we walk out to the water and we baptize Peanut. And then Jay's like, we're in the water already. Jay's like, dude, I want to get baptized. Hmm. And I'm like, let's do it, dude. And so we baptize Jay. Me and Peanut baptize Jay. This is like, it's still dark, bro. It's barely getting light. Like, yeah. we're out there. like. And then I'm like, you know what, dude? Like, I got baptized as a kid but like dude do me next dude yeah <laughs> and we baptized each other but I was my point to to max was that you you christ is not like subject under religion like he's the main thing he's mm-hmm. the main thing and religion is like following that that's why you'll hear certain pastors say i'm not about religion i'm about relationship you know and i don't want to belittle what true religion is because the bible says true religion is not it doesn't use it as a bad word but i wanted to make clear to this young man who had been to church and so so i did right like i Mm -hmm. i told you about that now can you remember the way that transitioned to yourself, though? I can't remember, dude. I can't remember. Either, but I was listening to that. Like, he told
3: me that story in the car ride home. And then I just felt like... I don't know what it was. It was like... I don't... I can't... I don't, it was like something that was like... Like, I want to do that. Like, I just
0: felt it. Like... Mm. I also remember you guys did come up, too, in that, in that conversation on the ride home. And it was about... It was about being not a slave to this world like Mm -hmm. like how everybody lives in blindness remember that like every everybody lives like just plugged in Mm -hmm. what are you gonna do with your life yeah what are you gonna get married and what are you and that's the way the world the whole world lives Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and i was like and you know those guys dude like like you and nick Mm -hmm. and jay like dude those guys are not plugged in like mm-hmm. those guys are disconnected from that, like, robotic, slavery of life, and they just they know the creator, bro, and that I mm-hmm. think is what it was. Yeah, he was like, I want that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, you what was like? What did that
1: feel like then? What made you to just like, okay, like I'm just gonna do this? Yeah, it was. It was like just like I, I want. I want that. Like
3: you know, like. Mm-hmm. And then we did it in outside of my house in the, in in the, the driveway. In the driveway, of my house, yeah.
1: Hmm. And I, I'm kind of curious, like, in in these like, because that was like m- maybe a year ago. No, it was like like a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Like, what are your first like few thoughts of Christ or God, like now, hmm. as like w- when you look back to those times of like, what was what was it like knowing God? It it was like,
3: it was like, I, like, he knows everything. Like, it was just like, that was like super cool. Like, like he's in control. Like, Hmm. like I know that for sure. Hmm. And it was, it was kind of like nothing else really mattered. Kind of Mm -hmm. almost. Yeah. It was just like, it was just like, like, dude, like I know the creators, like Like, take control. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know.
0: It was just like that feeling. That's crazy. I, I remember... Um, I knew... I knew instinctively for that from there on out that I would have to consider that I'm always representing Christ to mm-hmm. him. Like, I would have to consider that, like, from then on for all the years that I'll ever know him, actually. that's in That's in my mind because... Like one of the promises I kinda made to myself in that conversation was like, dude, God isn't like found through just religion. Like he is real. He is real. And he is in control of my life. And he's in control of your life and Nick's life and Jay's life. And now he's in control of Max's life. Mm. And one of the things I tried to make clear and I always try to make this clear is this this the handing over the authorship of your life. Like mm. And I think I did share that mm. there, like, your your life is not yours anymore. Mm. That's, I remember hitting that home is heavy, if not heavier than just, like, the fact that God forgives you, which I talked about all, God forgiving everything we've ever done. But that, that handing over of your life, like, it doesn't belong to me. Mm. And that stuff will show up. It's crazy. Like, it does still in my life. Like, when things are going on that are tough, or I'll remember, like, you know what? I, I gave my life over like i'm not Hmm. this life belongs to him Mm -hmm. and that really comes to play at a person as you experience the the next chapters of your life right which would be like love or heartbreak or provision like career Mm -hmm. like no doors open
1: correct me if i'm wrong too but it, it seems like you didn't come from this High school career background because you got saved when you were eighteen, but it doesn't seem like you came out of this really like dark, crazy testimony type
2: Mm-mm. thing.
1: You, you doesn't. I don't know if you like got into drugs or anything Mm-mm. like that. And never did that. Wow, so that's a blessing already. Because, gosh, God can just really like use a mind that is clear, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and like you don't have all that damage. But that what that tells me is that God kept you throughout mm-hmm. all those years, like, and of course like he's gracious to us and he's he's kept other people and he's removed a lot but what i see in your life is just kind of like really a commitment like from going from like just the knowledge of like okay god exists and then saying okay god like i want you to be my god hmm. like personal so then what happens after you get saved and it's been a year and a half like what are like what is it your relationship
0: turn yeah, into yeah. What's some of the stuff that's happened along the way that you see like the hand of God? Like, hmm. I think it's
3: just a lot of growing. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I know it's been a year and a half, but I still feel like I'm pretty new. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, because this but, has been a
0: crazy yeah, year and a half too, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hmm. Mm, I don't know. I just. So like some doors I've seen closed, though like, like there could be like a girl who's like super like, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden gone. Yeah, and I remember some conversations <laughs> being. I mean, I'm not trying to no, feed yeah, you, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, just you know, I think,
3: like, like I can keep saying like girls, just like a girl I really like, mm-hmm. but then God just being like, and honestly, uh, like what I've, I feel like. God hasn't put like a girl like in my life because he wants my relationship to grow with him first. Like that's what I've come to conclude, I guess. I don't, mm, yeah, that's I don't know. Solid, that's,
0: bro. that's like super solid. Yeah. I feel like that's been happening. Yeah. Because you know, and this is just a, like a, a, a moment to like share something that's yeah. true. Like, mm-hmm. um, like in my marriage, like if powell meets me a year before she met me Mm -hmm. she meets a different version of me Mm. right so like you got to trust god's authorship and you got to trust him in a few things dude you got to trust him in his timing you got to trust him in his plan Mm -hmm. but you also got to submit that he doesn't force people He gave us free will. So that's the one thing that always lies in the balance. Like me, I could be married. I could have like the baby. I could have Mm. a house. But my wife has free will Mm. to draw near to God or not.
2: Mm.
0: Like I have free will to draw near to God or not. Mm. And the dynamic of our relationship is affected by those free wills. Mm. And so that's a big part of sometimes too, like God protecting people. In that, like sometimes you'll love somebody and you'll be like, "Dude, I wish I could have met you when I was a kid." Like I wish that you're the only person I ever cared about, you know. But as much as that sentiment is like awesome and beautiful, that like, dang, that's a, that'd be a great story. Mm-hmm. The truth is, dude, that we be, we arrived to the to the ages that we arrive to when things happen to us and yeah. we're not the same people that we were before. Mm. And so you, you, you have to respect like the molding process in your own life from God and you have to respect also the free will of other people and you have to re- respect the molding process of God in their lives in other people's lives, you mm. know? So that all becomes like, sorry, my eyes are freaking <laughs> messing with me. That all becomes, um, part of, trusting the authorship of God Mm. and the there's a cool verse dude that says it's hard for you to kick against the goads and Mm. it's a weird old testament verse but it it, verbiage but Mm. I want to share with you what it means dude so a goad is a stick that's super pointy do you know this Mm -mm. okay a goad is super it's like a long stick that's super pointy and when the farmer has the ox in front of them and he's pulling like his plow or his hay or whatever, it, it they will start to go off the path of where they're supposed to be going. Hmm. And he uses that stick, if they start veering to the right, mm. to poke and get them back in line, right? Mm. Now, uh, uh, a, a non-stubborn, like a very submissive ox, as soon as he gets a little poke, he, he gets in line. But a super rebellious ox will take more poking and Mm. even to the point worse, will sometimes kick back at Mm. that stick. Now that stick is super strong and pointy and when they kick back is where they get their injuries.
2: Mm.
0: And so the Bible uses that illustration to teach us that we make our lives harder when we kick against the mm-hmm. things that are a little bit painful mm-hmm. that God uses to get us back in line. Mm-hmm. So there's like these, these moments in our life where they seem a little painful, but believe me, they're more painful when you rebel. Mm-hmm. When you're like, you know what? I don't accept what God's saying. Like, I'm taking this out of your life. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to mm-hmm. go and I'm going to... And that's when you start kicking to get mm-hmm. off the path, right? And you start kicking against and you wounding yourself deeper. And honestly, dude, I feel like I feel like using this opportunity to share to a lot of people out there that there will be a lot of divorces and single children being raised in single parent homes hmm. and and all the stuff that comes with that stuff because of people kicking against the goads. Hmm. Like because when God was like, No, like this is not mm. like I'm they they rebelled against it and they were like, No, I wanna do my thing. You know it's like you see your own little sister like <laughs> rebelling against it, yeah. you know? And so um I don't know why I railed so far off. Like you know what I, I wanted to ask you
1: in regards to this part of your walk now, because you became a Christian. And you're trying to follow this path. Mm. Uh, does it get lonely sometimes? Mm.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. What, like, sometimes Cause it does. Yeah, because we got. I don't. Yeah. I'm
1: sure now. With and then like right when COVID hit, mm. like then there's even more separation. And just knowing like your personality, your character, and like seeing how like you kind of have like this space and time where you have some freedom. I'm just, like, wondering, like, man, like, I, I, I don't know if he has a lot of, like, Christian's friends who are his age mm. who could kind of come alongside you and just, like, no, hang out all the time. Nothing. I no. always
3: joke that all my friends are married. <laughs> <laughs> That's you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, like uh, yeah, like, you guys are, like, the, the only people I really talk to a lot.
1: No, here's, like, here, here's what's really cool about that. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I experienced that, too, mm-hmm. when I was right where you're at. Um, I feel like, and Mike can attest to this, like, I didn't necessarily, and this is me being surrounded by also a bunch of youth at the time Hmm. um, at uh, the church, Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs. I felt like I related more to guys like Mike and Hmm. Josh Mendez, um, Jesse. I felt like I just related more to them, Hmm. and they were already, like, in these very serious relationships and, like, on their way to get married. Stages in life. Yeah. And I, I kind of like, wouldn't really mesh so well with the other g- guys and girls who were my age all the time. Super Um, interesting. and what's really cool is the amount of like wisdom that the guys like Mike and mm-hmm. them were like mm-hmm. pouring into me. So do you want me to hide my face? face? <laughs> so, you know, like when I, when I, when I think about you, just know, man, like I'm, I'm praying for your, for that. Cause mm-hmm. that's a hard thing, dude. Like when you're in that place too, where you, you could have a girlfriend right now if you wanted to, but like, if that's not what God has for you, then, mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah. I see that you're waiting, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. um, I know this is kind of a, a weird conversation, but, um, something Mike was bringing up too, like our, our mistakes and our past, like they've molded and shaped us. Mm. So it's like some of the doors that God closed in my life personally, I see them as just like preparation where God was just leading me Mm. and guiding me so that he can get me to a point where my fiance doesn't leave me. (laughs) Mm-hmm. you know, you know she, oh, she's, <laughs> yeah. she's like oh my gosh but you know what it's like this is um like the molding and shaping of you and what i would encourage you and is like keep on this path like hmm. um keep reading keep praying because it's funny because i was thinking i like as we were having this conversation i'm looking at you and i was like dude like we're seeing this guy with all this talent and like just this ability to go out there and like create and all of a sudden like this this thought come to my head and it's like dude like what if this guy's just like gonna be a pastor and like Hmm. that's like his not that that's like you know everyone's call but that that thought came to my head i was
0: like discipleship yeah there's something big there's something kind of crazy that's uh so today at work I was talking to a guy that really, really gets along with me, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, we've been on different job sites together. He's a friend of mine, dude. Like, younger guy. We've just been like fortunate enough to have like super dope conversations. Not a believer, but like he, he'll like he's curious about stuff, and we just have real dope conversations. So when he saw me, he's like, he was super happy to see me because it was his first day on on this job site, and it's super far. I'm working out in Northridge, so he's like. From even further away from Northridge than I am, mm-hmm. and he saw me there. He's like, "Mike, like, what's up?" And I'm like, "What's up?" So then today we we worked like three days together, not with each other though, but on the same job site. And then today he said to me, he's like, "We finally got like a little time." He like stopped. He was talking to me, and he was like, "He's like, how you been, dude?" I'm like, "I'm good." He's like, "How's your daughter?" And that's always warming to me when someone like rem- remembers, you mm-hmm. know, like. It's crazy. That's one thing I always pray about because I, I struggle with that. And some of my f- best friends that are like pastors and stuff like that. For some reason, I think when you're a teacher, your your brain is so focused on what God is telling you to say, or where, that you're not fully receiving everything that a person's saying to you. Hmm. And so, but this guy did, dude. Like he was like, "How's your daughter? Like she's gonna be two, right? February? Like he mm. remember? I'm like, dude, this guy <laughs> killing it. Like I didn't <laughs> even know I told him that, you know. <laughs> And then he's like, she talking yet? And I was like, a little bit, dude. I was like, you know what, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. Like my daughter's not talking that much. Like, and <laughs> sometimes I get a little freaked out where I'm like, do mm-hmm. some babies at her age are like going like, and mm-hmm. I'm a talker. Like I'm just wondering, and I wish like my mom was around to ask her like, Hey, <laughs> did I talk a lot when I was little or mm. but she's not. And but so these are the thoughts that are going through my head. And I'm looking at him I'm like, dude, I'm just like being honest. I'm like, you know what? Like my daughter doesn't talk that much. He's like, she around a lot of kids. And I'm like, no. He's like, that's why.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And all of a sudden, like this dude had this, because he's had, he has three kids. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, well, what happens is like, you know, the gap between her and you is so extreme that she doesn't have other little people around her that are showing her that like hmm. you can you can do this too like you can communicate you know hmm. and he's she, he's like so it just keeps her in this place of where like okay she uses like signals to show you what she wants she's not she hasn't made the connection that her words are what you guys are using wow and so I was like oh dang like, hmm. that's kind of cool like cool like that 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 might be why she's not talking that much <laughs> hmm. but then while you were talking right now, I was like, in that you are in a unique place in that you're surrounded by conversation that other people don't have. So they're all lacking what they would get if they had that. So you're like, like in the scenario, you're like the kid who has all of this teaching around you to make you able to understand things that Hmm. other people don't have. The thing that makes it the opposite though, in your scenario than like a baby who's not speaking is that the huger percentage of people are the ones that are only around their peers. Hmm. And you're in a rare percentage where you're around people that are, are further in to life and maturity hmm. right which means that you're you're receiving things that most of your age group is not receiving hmm. and i always thought that this was interesting to me is that it was always the ones when i did like discipleship within the realm of church golden springs now at golden springs you're talking like i might know at any given time let's just say roughly a hundred 16 to 18 year olds a (laughs) hundred right or i might know like the same 70 18 to 27 year olds Mm -hmm. right like know all those kids Mm -hmm. and it's never been like oh this guy's got the ability to communicate or this guy's a great talker Hmm. or like that it's never been that that's ever made me feel like oh that's somebody that god's gonna use Hmm. it's always the ones that are drawn to the deeper things that stand out to me not the ones that are showing that they got all this talent forget that like i've seen that i've seen talent for days but the ones that are drawn to the deeper things and you know he's one of them like like sal was a person that was like hey hey what are you doing like he wasn't just happy just staying with all of his friends and they're all hanging out with their friends and hmm. the girls they like or and just going to pl- which he had, you know, friends his age and his life, and mm. they were, you know, hanging out and stuff, but he was always drawn to the, the deeper conversation, hmm. those subjects. And what that showed is that showed it in, in like a calling. And I like to use the word calling more than anointing in that scenario, because I believe in both of those things. But the calling is like magnetic more. Mm. The anointing is like you realizing what God has done or is doing in your hmm. life. But the calling is like, it's like anything else that calls you. Like, you're like drawn, like you don't mm-hmm. know why you're drawn like mm-hmm. that, you know? And so these guys were drawn to these things, like those, like really interesting, like those moments, you know, like, wow, like, mm-hmm. oh, I never saw that before mm-hmm. or, and I was drawn the same way. Mm-hmm. That's why there were certain people poured into me. Like Dave in Zunza years talk about him a lot, but mm-hmm. that guy. That guy took straight, took me, like, I, my first interaction with him was a bad interaction. Have <laughs> ever told you about that? Like, I don't think so. So he, like, like, I was already sort of, like, being a little bit recognized as, like, somebody who's a little different than the rest of my age group. Hmm. And I've, I, like, I, since I was a kid, had, like, a good ability to, like, communicate like use my words to like to like communicate something to mm-hmm. people some in some ways I was better then than I am now I feel like age is like getting me or something mm-hmm. but um so that talent like opened some doors where there were like younger leaders like other younger guys that were pastors that were like hey dude you should come like you and so I went and one of the things that was happening is we were all going through a book together It was probably about 15 of us we were all going through this book together and then we were assigned different chapters, not in the Bible in like this little book mm. that we were supposed to like read it and learn about it and then teach it basically to our mm. class. And we all read it at home, but like now one of us would teach it to us. And I remember thinking this too, cause I was already learning that you like, you should be humble. You shouldn't think that you're dope. You shouldn't like, you know, like I was learning about that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But in my head, bro, I was just like, I'm gonna freaking kill it dude like <laughs> like I have to like I have to go like you know yeah, yeah. like I'm gonna bring it like the best way I can so dude I was up till like three in the morning like like just looking at it looking at what I was gonna say and looking at like what I like, like thinking imagining it in my head like what like so I got up dude and it was my turn and, and I, I was like okay one of the things I gotta do is like super downplay it so I was just like oh hey, hey what's up like don't go up there all like all right like dress professional just go up there like whatever you know and then just make sure that when you go in like you freaking go in you know (laughs) like that was my that was like what was in my mind and i did i was like my brain was working adrenaline was pumping like thought of every single point that i made and what was important and what i thought and and dude the room a lot like my peers like guys that were in the class with me a couple other younger dudes were like i could see them while i was talking like looking at each other like and i was feeling it bro i was feeling it i was just like getting it like during <laughs> the vibe yeah i was just getting it dude like yeah, as a teacher uh-huh. though like boom like mm-hmm. you know um with all the dramatic pauses and everything <laughs> in there you know and then um at the end like a couple of dudes like got up like hey dude that was dope like wanting to talk after and i was fi- i'm not gonna lie i was feeling it, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was i was down playing, i was like oh yeah that's cool you know like but inside i was like dude you did it like you did it you know and <laughs> mm-hmm. they saw it like the people saw it mm-hmm. and it was dave dude walks up to me he's like uh um hey uh i noticed uh that when you got up you said uh you were feeling a little nervous and that you hope that god will say at least something through you you know and i was just like yeah and he's like he's like um you know it's cool like everybody everybody seemed to be pretty blessed like by what you shared and And I was kind of like looking at like kind of like suspecting that he's like he's like he's like yeah I I noticed like a lot of the guys wanted to talk to you afterwards he's like it's cool and I was like yeah and then he's all he's like you know what I see when I look at you and and in my mind I thought like
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah something
0: good's coming yeah (laughs) like the anointing or Uh like you know like this kid's got it I can see it in some people's faces that that's what they thought he's like you know what I see. When I look at you, I'm like, what's that? He's like, I see pride. And I was like, pride? He's like, and this is what he said. He's like, you went up there, probably studied all night. Like, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it. And then you blanketed it in your little like, oh, I don't know. I'm feeling nervous. and I'm not sure I really Dang have what it you. takes. <laughs> He's like, and then you sit up there and just indulge in yourself as you delivered your masterpiece. And everybody ate it up. <laughs> he's like, but not me. I just see pride. Dang. I like sw- killed <laughs> me like that, bro. Like, like it just killed me, dude. Like, like I felt like, <laughs> I felt like, I felt like the wind blew my dress up. You know what I, mean? <laughs> like, I was like, what the heck? Like this dude, like, and then he's like, and one other thing I happen to have, like, I happen to have my, uh, my collar up. I was like talking to him, whatever. He's like, one other thing, he's like, put your collar down. He's like, it's embarrassing. you just look like he just look like somebody thinks they're so cool, you know. And like <laughs> I was just like, and and dude, I, that at that point I got mad like a little bit, right? And I'm like, hey, like honestly, bro, like this was what I said to him. I'm like, I come into this place. I'm like, I'm asked to be here. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm like, and then all of a sudden this dude's coming here busting my chops. So I said, like, busting my chops. I'm like, let me ask you a question, dude. Like, who are you? And he's just like, just a guy. Dude, dis- disrespect. Dude. Like, dude, like, Dave ah, Zunza. Dude, like- Shout out David Zunze. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, and and here is the crazy part though, dude. Like, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating this. I became his pupil, dude. Like, you could talk to him to this day. Like, he he didn't just like do discipleship with me. Like, that dude took me into his house. Like, for the next eight years, I would spend with him. Like, hmm. most of the conversation. Like, wrong. Nope nope wrong like i was just like dude like and i would watch other people like they would see like the fruit that was coming between my relationship with him and there would be people who would try to like jump in on it but they couldn't handle Hmm. hearing it dude like they would Hmm. they would get bitter with him or frustrated with him or Hmm. and i'm not saying he's for everybody bro like i don't he's not for everybody like i think he's for a certain thing that god was teaching me at that time in my life. But I say that, I'm sharing that with you because you you are, you're in a place that is really orchestrated by God, dude, where, like, he decides to pull you from so many things that will destroy a young man. Mm -hmm. He decides to, like orchestrate and then he puts you like in you you hear every week these conversations like yeah Mm -hmm. and who has that Hmm. like what that's crazy bro um the one thing i want to add on to that bro though is just a reminder that like the way you drink from the water that's all of your like that's the training and all that but the way you drink from the water is is you going to god though Hmm. you know like There's nothing, everybody could tell you all these wise things and all this other stuff, but it isn't going to mix with you. It's only going to be in your head. It's not going to penetrate into your heart until you start to see those same exact things in the text itself. Like when you open, like, because the Bible in the beginning, it's always this way, dude. Like in the beginning, it's the stories. It's like, Hmm. this guy doing that, this guy, but then, but notice all these dudes that you hear talking. They don't. They're not just telling the story over Mm -hmm. and over again. Yeah. They're like, dude, it was like the other day I was reading here, and like God was just like, Mm -hmm. and that's where that bridge starts to like become. You start realizing that that's your like firepower, like that's the one area where you aren't trying to mimic me or him or anybody else. Mm -hmm. You start to see the refining of like how God made you unique for other people you know so
1: go ahead are there things like that kind of have stuck out to you uh either being discipled I'll call it it's honestly it's just hanging out with Mike or like (laughs) with some of some of us you know but are there things that you could say this first like year and a half that you've really just kind of been feel like man that that was something that is impactful for me or a lesson or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. yeah definitely uh
3: i feel like like yeah you were saying earlier like you were kind of like quiet i feel like i'm quiet too like I, i related to that a lot and i don't i'm not i don't think i'm that great with my words like i'm i don't i don't know like i don't think i'm a good communicator in like that way you know but i i listen a lot i listen to like everything like a lot of things mm-hmm. you know and i think that kind of plays into like music kind of like just listening mm-hmm. to like everything mm-hmm. but like i i like listening to people talk and i like listening to like these conversations here and then yeah so like things will stick with me you know like mm-hmm. things that you
0: guys say that's interesting that you say you're not a good communicator but yet you're drawn to the communicators because like even yeah. before he <laughs> before he became a christian like he would i would see him he introduced me to the idea of people talking on YouTube, like on screen, mm. like it's like Rhett and Link, like mm-hmm. they do, they have the show where they just review food and stuff like that. But it's more than that. Like that's, it's kind of like us, like, yeah, it's a podcast, but really it's just like people talking with like each people other. People hanging out. Yeah, People hanging out is mm-hmm. what it is. You watch people hang out and like those dudes are good communicators. Yeah. Like, like they have a crazy story, by the way. I'm not going to get into that, but they're they're communicators for sure Mm -hmm. and so that's the one thing like my relationship with him really got (laughs) unique because he doesn't have a lot of communicators in his family Mm. like my wife my that's one thing my wife struggles with too is communication and that's what like her whole like environment is not big on communication like Mm -hmm. his mom shared with me about this like the struggles that his parents have had in their lives it's all communication stuff Mm. so but he, even though he thinks he's not a communicator, I think he kind of is. But whatever. That's I know what you mean by that. Like you're not the, the like the guy that's like sometimes it's hard to get yeah. what's here across. Yeah, clearly. I get that. Yeah. But but he's drawn. But you're drawn to the communication, mm-hmm.
1: like and yeah. in another sense too. He wasn't a rapper not too long ago, and all yeah, of a sudden
2: that's <laughs> yeah exactly
1: his growth. How do you feel about rap? Is that something that you want to keep doing?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Yeah, I like it. I want to even get like singing good like. Ooh, practicing like yeah, yeah. Just, there you go.
0: Yeah, that's what. Let me say something real quick because Nick's not here, and like I feel like it's even <laughs> uh-huh. easier to talk about Nick when he's not here for some reason. Like that's the big blessing he is, bro. Like mm. he, cre- when we're together with him, he creates an environment that doesn't feel that weird to like go in on it. Like mm. the way he makes singing, like we're on a track, and he's like, oh. I didn't hit that, but he has like an incredible ear. So he mm. like he'll like mess up and mess up and then nail it and be like, oh, like what, no, I want to do it more like this. And he yeah. creates this environment that just erases that like that like okay, now sing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like that—that's yeah. the worst, bro. Like yeah. that's the worst for your voice, even. Uh-huh. But like we brush elbows with singing and rapping so much that it doesn't feel weird when you don't do it right. Like mm. it's kind of like like oh like, like I've I've done choruses and i'm like oh that dude that's killing i don't like that or but we do that so often that it's it's broken down that wall where he can say that what he just Mm -hmm. said like i don't like sing or own a rap more or whatever um but that's dope so do you think do you think you'll ever do like a project like your own yeah maybe sometime like when my Vocal cords, <laughs> something like when they settle into who yeah. they are. Yeah. yeah, I shared with him a bunch of times how, like, my early recording, like, one of the biggest struggles I had was like my voice didn't become what it is until like later. Mm. And even after my voice had already changed, it still wasn't like what it is now, right? So, I because his voice completely changed from when he first started yeah. rapping to now, and I'm not talking about just got deep, like different right yeah hmm. it's like tone i guess yeah just, tone you just start finding even nick's voice has changed hmm. like from when he first started so he used to be more like yeah uh yeah like and now he's like <laughs> a little bit more in the pocket but that's heck, cool yeah.
1: and your voice too like it it's gonna change and it could get better that's the oh, crazy thing sure. it's yeah. like that uh because some i mean so, if you're really bad, you're really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, uh, even really bad can get better. Yeah. Though. But like, there's mm. actual, like you can learn like, so when I started singing, I, I, I was really bad and I got myself to a place, not like quickly at all. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like it took a lot of time of playing guitar and singing. Yeah. Like, and it was just like, I actually started off with that synthesizer, the one that, mm. <laughs> that, that I donated to you. <laughs> yeah. you know, that synthesizer. I yeah. just played that. Like I didn't. And, mm. I got that in Texas at a Sam Ash and that was like, what Ooh. were you
0: doing in Texas?
1: I, I was training people for In-N-Out oh, <laughs> so He was an In-N-Out guy <laughs> yeah. before yeah. Nick yeah. was, dude. That's right, dude. And I, so I started pl- messing with the synthesizer and then Scott was kind of telling the, the youth this. like, hey, you guys like, there's like an open, open door for worship, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Like, I just felt like I wanted to, I was like, I think God can use this somehow. And I legit, mm. legit would start playing worship with just one note at a time. Like,
2: ooh, mm.
1: ooh, ooh. <laughs> like that, that was what I started off with. And mm. then I learned chords mm. and learned a little bit more of that. And I had already some background with acoustic so then when there would be opportunity to, like, try to mm. sing, I'd sometimes be like, okay, I could try to sing. And it was, it was, it was like, it was rough at first. Too. <laughs>
0: but you rarely rough. hit flat notes, though. Which is, it's
1: taken some time to, like, grow. At, at my peak, I think, too, and, like, I remember there was a season after doing it for a while and then um, kind of growing and then growing in, in the youth ministry to mm. the point where then there was, like, okay, youth worship, mm. like, underneath me at that point um i remember there was a season where i was actually doing a lot of singing at golden springs even downstairs sanctuary and i remember my like feeling like my voice was like at its peak i yeah. was like dude this is <laughs> like i i didn't even know i could hit some of these notes before yeah, I, remember, I remember watching <laughs> and, these. and i was just like whoa like this yeah. is crazy and then um realizing too that if you don't keep your chops up like you 100 be, like if you don't sing a lot like you yeah. could actually lose those like hitting it like right on the pitch it's so know? true bro
0: i i live that one <laughs> mm-hmm. i was like a i was a pretty banging vocalist at one point i'm not gonna like you know i was though like i, mm, yeah, I yeah i could hit like mm-hmm. and i've always had like lucky enough like a rasp in my voice too so it was cool. Like Mm -hmm. when I would sing with other people that Mm -hmm. were like singing worship or whatever, like when it was my part of it, I had like a thing that was like different. I wasn't trying to put it on. It was, Mm -hmm. it was my voice, but boy, did I lose it, bro? Like, it's actually (laughs) interesting that when I started by, when I started making music with you is the furthest away from a vocalist that I had ever been since Mm -hmm. I started music. So I was like, Nope, I'm done with voice. I'm done singing. Like I don't sing. I don't sing. Like that's not my Mm -hmm. thing. And um, but they've come back, dude, a little bit. Hmm. not exact, not not fully, but they've come back a lot more. like even I've gone and fixed some stuff on our album because I was like, ooh, that was let me let me get that. <laughs> <laughs> let me make that right now, you know. Um, but yeah, dude, so singing, huh, dude? <laughs> <laughs> let me make this awkward.. Sing. So why don't you sing this right now? No, Heck, I'm just kidding. Yeah. no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Right on.
1: Um, so you got now you got you're working on music. What other mm-hmm. projects do you want to see like start up for yourself?
2: I don't know.
3: Mm-hmm. Um I really like filming stuff. Videography for sure. Yeah, photography, videography. Mm-hmm. I like yeah.
0: You also have like a crazy appreciation for movies and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like cinematic, oh, yeah. like Yeah. Did you know there's a whole job? Of just creating trailers oh I'm, sure. I'm <laughs> sure I've been obsessed with that career for <laughs> a long time like how do I get into that bro like make, <laughs> just making sick trailers you know
1: so do, are you I'm just kind of curious like you're you're very creative you're going to school but you're now like at this point kind of like at a crossroads in a young man's life where mm. he's like dude do I start studying to learn to some sort of trade? Do I, you know, tr- maybe possibly try to become something in my creativity and l- yeah. let that be my finances? What's or- your career choice? <laughs> <laughs> are, are Is that something that you think about a lot?
3: Yeah. That's something I struggle with. Just like trying to figure out what I want to do. Mm-hmm. What will like make my parents happy i guess (laughs) really yeah (laughs) Mm. uh Uh, shout out to max's parents (laughs) shout out to marcy (laughs) but uh yeah i like the past week actually i was talking to his wife pal like just about different schools and like what i could do and like music was just like i want to try to do something with music just do that full time if there's something i could do like uh yeah (laughs) I don't know, I don't know, like, exactly what I want to do
0: yet, but. I think it must be scary to be a parent, like, with a kid who is so clearly good at something that is artistic. Mm -hmm. I think that's a scary thing because there's a lot of kids, I meet them all the time, dude, there's, there's, so there's kids that are in love with the idea of being famous. Yeah. Right, or they, they're performers, right, Mm -hmm. and performers and people that want to be famous that's an easy one to squash like mm-hmm. i mean there's nothing wrong with wanting to be famous you get too desperate to be famous and you will definitely compromise who you are as a person mm. but just wanting to be like famous or liking that stuff or you see those kids that are like really take to like a stage in high school or whatever it's like reality hits and you know unless the doors are really opening up for them to go down a road where you can find success they also will soon find out that they're not tall enough or not quite good looking enough mm-hmm. or not quite you know for like people to pick them up or cast mm-hmm. them or when I first got saved I thought I was going to be the first christian like dj that was like <laughs> well known just that lasted like 2 months but <laughs> right but the thing that makes max like unique is like is like so quickly progressed successfully with creating like music Mm -hmm. and that's what makes it like hard to step on that like even for like a parent or like hey listen like but there's things important in life like marriage one day Mm -hmm. a home like you know you won't always have people taking care of you like you have Mm -hmm. i have to like help you be able to do that you Mm -hmm. know yeah and that's harder to sell to a kid who is killing it with art like yeah right it's easy to sell to the kid is like no i'm gonna be an actor and then he goes and he's like forgetting his lines and he's not mm. that good you know but when you're really doing it see but like me that's what makes it tough for me even as his uncle because like i believe in the, the skill i'm not just like mm. oh that's something he really like i believe in it like mm. i believe that it's doesn't come along very often that you see a young person capable hmm. like that. So, yeah.
1: And th- on a flip side too. Um, and the crazy thing is like, God knows where he's going to take you. Okay. That's Let me preface that. But, um, there's always the possibility that one day, like doors will open for you somewhere where it's like, you know what, like I want to do this and it's not music mm-hmm. or it's not something like super creative. It's like something completely different. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm not trying to like crush anything. I'm not <laughs> saying that at all. Yeah, I'm just saying that you're at a point where things can change like so much. You have like basically you got a point in your life where you could do whatever you want to do. If you wanted to be an astronaut, I'm sure you're young <laughs> enough right now where you can go be an astronaut. Astronauts coming up a <laughs> lot lately. Yeah. Like so, the the doors are just there, and you know mm. it. It's mm. uh, you're, you're at a really. There's good spot. also
0: something really dope about this time era in that, there, like if you rewind back to when I was your age, in order to make music, create it, record it, and share it you basically had to cut off everything in life Mm. and become a slave to the giant that ran that process. Mm. It was, it was record labels. Mm. That's all there was when I was your age, dude. That's all there was. Like you had to save a bunch of money or have somebody that's willing to give you a few thousand dollars so that you can go and pay somebody so that you can record music. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not even talking about meeting the people who make music. They didn't have the the computer stuff that you have to create. It wasn't there like that. Mm. So now you're you got like three songs that you kind of came up on. You got one kid that made this beat and another dude from Texas who was talked into sending it over to you so that you could show it to somebody as a demo. And he's hoping that he'll become famous too one day off of your mm. coattail. Mm. Now you're turning it in a sea of people that are trying to give their demos that their rich dad sent them to vocal lessons and mm. they got like their beauty, like Britney Spears stuff <laughs> or whatever, and they're handing their demo at the same time. You're just some kid, like, oh listen. And and at that environment, mm. like I made it all the way to like standing in Sony at a at a boardroom. Mm. With a bunch of older people in suits, like, okay, rap. Like, made it that far. Made it as far as to signing a a document that I was going to be on a reality show called Rap Rock Reality. I've told you about this. Mm -hmm. And when that door closed, I was like, dude, I'm never... Those cards aligned are not going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was over, bro. But your age and your era, like, you can be like a successful business person and making like crazy mm-hmm. music yeah. on your own with nobody and <laughs> releasing it to like a fan base that you created. Yeah. Like that's pretty dope.
1: Have you ever thought, mm-hmm. or do you know like the guys who do splice, like, or the people who are putting music on splice, like they're getting paid like mm-hmm. little bits and pieces there. Have you ever thought of just like creating your own little like <laughs> samples and then sending it doing that? Cause Mm-mm. That's just another route, yeah. bro. Like where you could create just like a little sample. The crazy thing is, like you're using other like logic or other little mm-hmm. instruments. But if you create that little beat and then just throw it up there, that's like
0: make you be like, look, parents, look like how much money I'm making? I'm just kidding, <laughs> I just, I yeah. just, kidding. just mm-hmm. kidding. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's solid though because the fear in any parent just watching their kids say like I'm gonna be a performer and then they're like. Months later, they're on the street with a hat upside down. On the, yeah. You know what I mean? And they're homeless yeah. and they got addicted to the drugs that the people are giving them. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the fear. But, but no, there is, there is opportunity to make money. I just met one of the guys, the main guys from Splice, mm. and he heard his music and was like, dude, that's sick, bro. Like, yeah. Cause I mean, nowadays, though,
1: anyone can, like, become viral overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we got the guy, dog face drinking cranberry juice, dude, sing, going on. What is that? <laughs> Plea, wha, Good um, for that guy. Dude. Matt, yeah. dude, dude, he was like skateboarding with, um, cranberry juice and just
0: playing. Oh yeah. He, or Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. Recently. with Wiz Khalifa. my like, know. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> overnight. That guy's famous I like now. how you read my mind, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah he was skateboarding with, but, I saw it. I was like, look at dog face <laughs> skateboarding with Wiz <laughs> Khalifa. Do you, do you feel
1: like, um, for you, social media is, is a problem.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-mm.
1: I don't think it is for you either. And the, the reason yeah. why is like, you're one of the very few young people who I see who is not glued to their phone. Hmm. And like, sometimes I'm calling you. I'm like, dude, this guy does not check his phone <laughs> <laughs> or he just doesn't like me. No, doesn't no. <laughs> but, but I, for the most part, you usually get back in touch with me pretty quick, but I'm always, but the, the thought makes me think like, he probably doesn't have guy. his. He doesn't have his phone like right You're next to him. <laughs> yeah, which is like super interesting because like I have to like tell myself like okay, just put the phone on silent, put it away. <laughs> you know, if I want want to get away from it. <laughs> um, do you think like there's a problem right now? Like, are, well,
0: yeah. You know what, what are your thoughts yeah. on like the fact that everybody in your age bracket is glued to their phone, <laughs> or you never think about it?
1: I don't really think
3: about it, but. Yeah, like I think it's weird because I don't use social media to like
0: meet people or <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: not not yeah. like that. But like, this is what I'm doing today. This is mm. my breakfast. Take a picture of it. Yeah, I use it to like like creativity, like mm-hmm. put stuff that I I like, like that I made. Just put it up there. So people could see it. Cool. They could like it, whatever. I don't care. But like, it is weird that people like put. They pick a picture of themselves, or like, mm.
0: I don't know. I just find some of that stuff kind of strange. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious though. Like, like diving into your brain, like, like why don't you care that people don't like? It? That's interesting. Because that everybody, pe- mm-hmm. you were like, I'll, I'll post what I like. People like it or don't. I don't care. Like, do you realize that that's not everybody your mm-hmm. age? That they do care. Or you don't even think don't about know. it. No. See, that's what's so dope about this, dude. Like, you're trying to pick his brain. <laughs> pick his brain. That's what I like about yeah. it, though. Like, you're trying to pick his brain on, like, you know, like, what makes you choose. It's not a choice. It's yeah. like, it's it's, it's, just, it's just the way he is, dude. Like, mm-hmm. You know, that's what, that's what makes me a little bit laugh on the sidelines when I'm watching him squirm Mess. somebody's telling him, you're amazing. You're just so yeah. cool. <laughs> Like, I laugh on because I know him more than most people do, right? right? Mm. And so I'm like, they have no idea how, like, non-complex, like, <laughs> what's going on up there. It's not like yeah. he's sitting here like, right. like, well, when I was making this be, like, I was... It, it's just, like, love <laughs> loves yeah. what he does and genuinely is a natural with it. Like, it's not like... It's not, he's not trying as hard as people are putting out half as good as stuff. Like it just, mm-hmm. it, it just come in. So, and the same thing too, with social media, I think I I love it. Like I, I actually, I actually dig that. I know when you call me back that oftentimes that you haven't looked at your phone in like two hours or something, you know, <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm cool with it. I don't have a problem with that. Cause that's the way I feel like it should be. And hopefully so are you usually, like, working on music throughout your day? What do you do? No, you like, don't get time? me
3: wrong. Like, I'll use my phone. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I watch, like, YouTube videos, just, like, stuff I think is funny or cool or whatever. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I'm usually making music.
0: You're not a social <laughs> media guy, though. Like, okay, so you're looking, actually, at, you're looking at, again, like, you're looking at a video or something like that. But you're not really, yeah. like, on Instagram, like, liking Oh, photos, no, I'm or...
3: usually <laughs> watching videos of, like, how to do something and, like, <laughs> like, how to make something or,
0: like. Did you know you could
1: use your hat?
3: Like
2: a <laughs> kite, you know? Or like,
0: uh, yeah. Quick,
1: you did some crazy work with your shoes the other day. What's up? That, what, like oh, yeah. that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> like I'm like, because I've noticed too. And I'm like, dang! Like you will post something like some, that you created and say like, oh hey, if anybody wants some of these, like I'll make it for you, like mm-hmm. for like you know a little donation. And I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's entrepreneur cool know, what, Tell me about what you did with your with those vans the other day.
3: Yep what you do with those? So it's called hydro dipping. Okay. And it's basically just spray paint on top of water. And then you dip the shoe in and like the paint sticks to the shoe and it looks like super cool,
0: like design. Mm. Like,
3: Hmm. so I did that just because I saw some guy do it on YouTube.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he's also
0: like, I mean, one thing I think you guys don't know about and this whole world doesn't know about and like Nick for sure doesn't know about is like, he's, he's an entrepreneur like by nature. So like, tell him about your plans, dude plants your plants oh yeah i, I <laughs> 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 my
3: plants yeah that's it, a he grows weed not <laughs> <just> kidding no. <laughs> no no so my parents had some like plants that they didn't want anymore so we like dug them up and like i sold them on like ebay so really? so yeah
0: so i was like I don't know
3: how they much, were just like I weeds. That no, exactly they were like no, just like little it was palms. Like, so this palm tree uh-huh. was
0: dropping like little baby palm trees yeah, like that were seeds. growing. It was like seeds that that
3: the palm like it was like a big tree and like the palm tree was like dropping seeds. Mm. So I planted those, and like I was like selling. I think I sold them for like ninety bucks. Except when that heat wave came and killed them. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah was <laughs> like somebody was me. like, "I'm interested
0: in the little one." He's like, "Dude, look, that's my little one." And <laughs> it was like, all dead. dead. Ninety bucks. Dude? It was like
3: ninety bucks. Yeah, I sold one.
1: <laughs> nice.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: And then you were doing like uh, some AirPod cases for a while. Yeah, I
3: did like the headphone cases and then I did hats. I
0: just, oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so I was doing
3: that through like high school.
0: That's another thing somebody. too that I've always tripped out. So like I would go over his house and I would be like, what are you watching, dude? Like in my mind, I'm thinking <laughs> music video or I don't know. I don't even, they don't even make music videos, but something that younger people would be into. Mm-hmm. And he's watching like The Prophet, which is, have you ever seen that show? No. What's that? It's like a show about this dude who basically helps entrepreneurs who are like not knowing what they're doing. And he goes in and he uses his like super successful advice mm. to like show them what they're doing wrong. Who,
1: who's, who's the
3: guy? His name is Marcus Limonis. Okay.
0: You can look him up. He's like a super successful
1: business Like man. a yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk type.
3: Yeah. But he's like cooler than that. He's like. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like, he's kind of a jerk. That guy? Gary, what's yeah, his name? Yeah, he, he jerk, He's kind of like sure. a jerk.
1: But like, no, he's
3: like. Marcus is, like, super cool. He's, like... He, like, knows, like, a lot of stuff about business and, like... he's
0: a pretty friendly guy for the most part. And the only time he seems like a jerk is when people start to fight back with what he's telling them Yeah, like, when someone else is a jerk Mm. to him. Yeah, or when they're, like, denying, like, no, it is going to work. And he's, like, it's not working. It's not working. Yeah, he's, like, super real with people. Super real. Yeah. But I remember watching you watch that, and I was, like, that's not your average (laughs) kid. I mean, this was, like, two, three years ago, right? So... Stuff like Game. that, too. Like, different... Mm-hmm. different I want to ask,
1: because this is we're, we're kind of, like, on, uh, on this, like, yeah. topic right now. W- like, if you could finish this, and this... I, I'll steal this from Cameron Dechietis, but I've heard it before. But it would be cool if... And then you fill in that statement in your life.
0: It would be cool if what? Hmm. Take your time think about that. Yeah, that's... Like you know what would be cool, dude? It would be cool if
1: Yeah, I'll I'll start. Yeah. For me, and I, I've thought this before. Um, it would be cool if I can create a studio, get a space somewhere, mm-hmm. allow people to use it. Um I have a lot some equipment for that. And use that as like a springboard. And kind of like what Mike had to referred to when Vision by Dreamers was on, mm-hmm. as a springboard for doing like ministry, you know. Which mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm not like stealing your idea. oh no, like, cool. I'm not tripping. <laughs> I feel like I've had like this like thought like like oh that'd be like really cool. And then since then, my mind kind of changed and went like more like okay, like just get the church building and use it for that. Mm. Um, but that would be cool, like if one mm-hmm. day I was able to do that, you know. Hmm. But what, what are those things in your mind that you kind of like think in your like dream of or have visions of, or hmm. it'd be cool if, or maybe you're just thinking of it right now. Yeah. What comes to mind?
3: I think there's a couple of things, just that things that I want to do. Just mm-hmm. like, it'd be super cool if I could like travel. Just, I always like look up or not look up, but like see like pictures of like different places on mm-hmm. my Instagram, you know, just like go through like Explorer page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's always like super cool places that I wish I could. See. um, it'd be cool if, if I could make a career out of like music or just like make my money, like, like a good living. Cause I think that would solve all my problems with mm-hmm. like school or
0: whatever. Mm-hmm. If you could just show like your parents, like, look, yeah. like, I can make <laughs> yeah. a living yeah. off of this.
3: Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I think also like studio, just have like a place where I could go just like
1: creative space. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, on. When you said travel, like, have you been on a plane? Yeah. I've been to Mexico.
0: And you flew, took a plane? Have you ever <laughs> been, been anywhere not with... Like, family? What your family wants to do. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, so, like, I only want to share that with you because I, I, I think this would be a good goal. Not just, like, travel by yourself. Mm-hmm. But... Even if your family is part of it, but not to be going somewhere for what they want to do as like a vacation, but to go somewhere for the place.
3: Yeah. Like, like, I don't like something that like, even if it's like by myself, like, that'd be fine. But if it's like a place where it's not tourist people, like I want to be in like, you know, like. Cause I feel like you. T- tourist isn't like, yep. you, you like know, real that real place. It's yep. like I want to go that's like so true, bro. Stay with like somebody like Airbnb somewhere with like some dude who actually lives there. Yeah, mm. that's like something that I would like to do.
0: I I when I went to New York and stayed with my aunt, um, she's like, if you ever want to come out to New York, I'm like, I want to come to New York. She was <laughs> like, okay, like well, why don't you come out? I'm like, I don't have enough money to do it. She was just like, I'll tell you what, like I'll pay for you to come out here. And you save up this much money so you can buy your own food or whatever, this and that. I'm like, got it done. (laughs) So me and my brother Johnny went out there. First go out there, she's like, Okay, well Statue of Liberty's here, like here's Times Square I'm like, Where where do New Yorkers go? Like Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where like I don't want what like Mm -hmm. she's like And it's like nobody had ever asked her that question, right? So I'm like, I'll tell you what, give me a map, like. (laughs) And she, I got a map, and I was like, how do you get around? Like, basically, a lesson on getting around in New York. And me and my brother went out, and the first thing I did was find the New Yorkers, dude. I'm like, hey, where's a good hot dog, bro? Like for reals, (laughs) not like this freaking. Where's a good hot dog? And they're like, oh, you gotta go down to 115th on freaking. I'm like, Mm. there it is, bro. Yeah. Hundred fifteenth, right? Like yeah. and I yeah. was like, Hey, where's all the music at, dude? That's where my mm. want, I wanted I wanted to do their like Harlem's where the music's at. Like hmm. I'm like, I'm going to Harlem. But then my aunt was like, You can't go to Harlem. Like, <laughs> you don't know yeah. like I'm like, uh-huh. dang it, dude. I was just a little <laughs> too young, you know, at the time. But I feel you. I feel the same way, dude. One mm. of the biggest struggles I have when like people are like, let's go to Mexico. Like and I go and I'm like, That's a Dodger hat right there, bro. Yeah. Like that's not yeah. like that's the like, yeah. you know. This is mm-hmm. like, but the dude, Columbia, hmm. like Africa, like the places I was there with the people and yeah. I was just like, oh, dang. Okay, that's mm. a completely different experience than me and my mm. family saying, hey, hey, here's a nice hotel where they have yeah. McDonald's there too. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, I, got, so, I got
0: to go to Dallas for two months
1: with In-N-Out Burger and they just put us in this little apartment right there in the city. And some of it just felt like being in california but some of it i would go out and it was like there's this place called i think the stockyards um felt super western like but not like western like old old western but Mm. like america western (laughs) like and uh we were going out like and it was like there was i was with a a group of like secular guys just you know trying to be holy amongst them but staying good but there was something, like, really cool just in in the vibes that I was getting and, like, just feeling, like, these people sometimes, like, for their pastime, they'll go to this little, like, it's almost like a little little rodeo. Hmm. And it's just something, like, they would go out to do. And they they had the bars that would be around, but, like, other people who were just hanging out. Like, it wasn't crazy or anything. Hmm. But really seeing just different parts of that was, like, super cool. And then also, too, what I loved, some of my favorite, like, places of travel were... Like you, I think you started to get into it, Colombia. but I've had some crazy journeys in the Amazon mm. where it's definitely not like touristy, but it's also not, it's not like average, like this is your average lifestyle. Mm. It's like it, that, that was extreme. Yeah. I remember one night in particular, we went, when we were eating monkey brains, <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember one night in particular we went, into the jungle with this small group. Actually, shout out Chachi Martinez. Chachi, uh, there it <laughs> is. Me, Chachi, and then a group of like twelve of us uh, went deep. Uh, we they, they got this tour guide for us who was like, "Oh, like this guy's gonna take you out to go hunting in the middle of the night." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, cool." And I see this dude, and this dude looks like he's like a hundred years old and leather skin, going out taking us into the Amazon a group of like 12 of us, we're going, we're thinking we're like, all right, we'll go out for a couple hours and we'll come back like four and a half hours deep later, dude, <laughs> we're moving. And then Scott's like, all right, we're going to camp. Like we need to stop. And then Chachi's arguing with the tour guide, like, dude, like you keep telling us you're taking us to this spot where all the monkeys are, but like, there's no monkeys here. Like we're like, and I'm seeing literally bugs, like grasshoppers. Ooh, that's the one thing that I were like this big, big <laughs> dude. And Dang, I, dude. I hate bugs. I do not like bugs. And I had a a mosquito net over my hat, and I legit, like, would see, because I also had a light, like, a mosquito, like, come at my face and hit the, like, the net and bounce off of me, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and I was going deeper, right? (laughs) And I remember we got to a point where, like, our group was, like, yeah, we're, we're just going to stop here. Like, and then the tour guide was like, Oh, like if we just go a little bit further, that's where the monkeys are. And so like Chachi was like, all right, like told the group, like, Hey, like just wait here. Like, I'll, I'll go with him. And I was like, Hey, like, I'll go with you. And he was like, all right, come with. So it was just me, Chachi Chachi, and this like 100 year old Amazonian, (laughs) like dude, like out there. And uh we we had a rifle with us the the, the amazon guy had, had a rifle and at a certain point like we're walking and i'm praying because i was like i felt like i didn't want to go back without catching something i was like dude if i go back and like we all nothing. of us went on on this trip and we go back to the main group on, on the mainland and they tell t- we tell them like yeah we, didn't, we went hunting and didn't catch anything like that's going to feel terrible. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want that. So we're, I'm praying. I'm like, God, and also to like, keep in mind, like I'm a young, like Christian, like learn, trying to learn about faith and Mm -hmm. about what it is to like, have this relationship with God of Mm -hmm. faith. And I'm like, God, like, please, like, just please, please bring the monkeys. Like, <laughs> I just like, I just wanted yeah. to go back. You with guys them. trying to kill monkeys? <laughs> we were trying to kill monkeys. Dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> we were going to eat them. Okay. So it wasn't just for shooting for sport. I'm not sure.
0: I'm not sure. That's <laughs> not <better. laughs> so then,
1: so then we we're, were out there and I remember we got to this point where the guy was like, okay, like just stop. Like, It was me, Chachi, and him, and then we just stopped, and we're, like, sitting out there. He's all,
0: stop, I'm a fraud. (laughs) I don't really know know, know (laughs) that. And we're in there,
1: and we're just, it's, by the way, like, the canvas of the Amazon trees is, like, you can't even see the stars, because it's so thick. It's so thick, and also super high. Hmm. But you can hear, like, it sounds like you're in Jurassic Park at the same time. And it's hot, I'm sitting there, like, just waiting, like, okay, like is something coming? And then I remember like, just feeling like, okay, you know what God, like I thank you for like Hmm. bringing me this far. Like it was a cool journey. Like, and like, I love it. It's cool. And then, so Chachi argues with the guy enough to like, and he's like talking to him in Spanish, probably cursing at him or something. (laughs) I don't know what he was saying. Um, Chachi was Jewish at the time. FYI. Anyway, so we start, he's like, all right, we start going back to meet with the group. And all of a sudden, like the guy's just like, And then you just hear, boom, (laughs) like the shotgun or the rifle just goes off. It's so loud. I was like, oh, snap, dude. And then this guy walks over and picks up this huge, it looks like a giant, like, guinea pig, dude. It's like huge. It's like a a dog, like, right? And he shot the snout snout off of it. And so it was like, and then he comes at it with the machete, dude, and he finishes it, right? You watch that happen. I watched this happen. And then he goes up to this tree, right? And he starts uh, hitting the tree with the with the machete. And then he gets this piece of bark off of it. And he starts peeling it off. And he's just like... And he peels off, like, the bark of this tree. And then ties the animal up on his back with the bark. And now it's like he's got this backpack of this dead animal. And I was just like, this guy knew what was up, dude. Like,
2: like this guy's a oh for, for real, like, straight <laughs> Amazonian war- warrior.
1: And then we're going back. And then... Pastor (laughs) Hector like we finally meet up with the group and in my mind I'm like god like you did it like I thought we were going for the monkeys but you wanted to bring this like it's called an alpaca like you wanted to bring this animal to us an alpaca yeah
0: isn't an alpaca like Like a freaking llama llama? no
1: oh no it's a spotted paca oh not not alpaca yeah it's alpaca okay yeah. yeah, Yeah, yeah 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 And so as we're uh, we googling spotted Paca. <laughs> this is this is in the future. I want to get you on the the laptop where we'll be able to like look stuff up on the mm. computer. And be like, hey, like pull up a spotted podcast. <laughs> really cool. That would be dope. <laughs> uh. So then we're we're going back and uh, we meet up with the group. There's gonna be a spotted in this in this podcast. Just trust <laughs> me, there. Max, do the magic. <laughs> and my because we thought it was like a two hour journey turned into like a a nine hour journey and the water that i had in my camelback is all gone i I I ended up having to share it with other people because like we were we're like freaking we're dying of dehydration (laughs) literally like to the point of dehydration where it's like dangerous and pastor hector uh chachi's dad was like oh like i will bring us the pineapples don't worry and then like he he takes us to this place fill the pineapples dude just growing out of the ground, chops it off, cuts it. And then we were all just grubbing on like dude. pineapples, dude. <laughs> and it was like at that moment, like so good. Cause like we're dehydrated, thirsty. Mm. And from that, from that point on, pineapples became my favorite fruit. Like, cause it was so good. Mm. And then I didn't know this till I recently did the podcast with Chachi. But all those pineapples were actually like some lady's like farm that she had <laughs> that was just completely like went through Ravaged all her pineapples. Her. yeah. Oh and then Scott and Chachi ended up paying her back. But so <laughs> I bring you up that story because I just want to like share with you like, dude, like sometimes God will take you to places that you would have never brought yourself to or imagine mm-hmm. like if you didn't get out of the lane that you were in and just open yourself up to where he wanted to take you, dude. Mm-hmm. So keep going, bro. Keep going. <laughs> Super
0: sick. That was a crazy story. I like. I like that. Um, it It would be awesome if. What was that? It would be- oh yeah, yeah.
1: So the idea, because we did go on a riff there. Uh, it would be cool
0: if what? What's yeah. Up? So yours was make music and travel. Travel. would be cool if if I I could help people like truly be free from the lies that this world pushes on us Mm. and uh, and to watch them like become something awesome for God. Like I used to think I wanted to be the one doing something awesome for the Lord, but now I think I want to watch people do something awesome for the Lord. I, it also would be awesome if I didn't have to be a construction worker for the rest <laughs> of my life. Right. Um, I'm nothing against construction, dude. I'm having a blast in some ways. There's some great dudes out there and I've become more of a man than I was before because of construction.
1: It, it sounded uh, on our last podcast I was listening back to. I was like, man, I feel like we're bashing construction workers right now. Uh, but then well, you say cause that because you are a construction and, worker. And, FYI. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm not. If, dude, trust me. I'm not worried about hurting construction workers feelings like that. <laughs> if you're a construction worker and you're listening to this, you already know. Trust me. They're not. And <laughs> they're like, what are you making this sound like? They know, bro. Yeah. It's crap out there. Like, it's crazy like they're animals, bro. You don't stay in construction unless you're some sort of animal, like especially real like mm-hmm. construction, you know, like yeah. um but I'm I I don't think I was made for construction, dude. Like if I'm just being transparent, like um I don't think that that's my strong point i think that that's just my like endurance in whatever god put me in yeah like that's what keeps me there but i want to make i want to be i would it would be awesome if i could make a living off of the talents that god gave me Hmm. that's what would be awesome for me if i could just find a way to make a living off of the talents that god gave me
1: i feel like (laughs) after like sharing this stuff i'm just like dude like we should really go for vision by dreamers. We, cannot. I we mean, can.
0: I, <laughs> I know because it's so closely related. Like what you said. Yeah. You, like I didn't even have to bring that up because you already know. You guys already mm-hmm. know what my vision is for that. Like, like I, I, I pray that the right coffee shop guy catches vision and. Chachi, we need you to no. come back. No, just <laughs> no, I mean, just I'll kidding. never, I'll never. It has to be God. It yeah. has to be because I've already seen what it's like when you talk people and stuff. I'm not down with that no more. Yeah. Um. And my uh, my vision is is I'll do the church side of it, like Bible studies, like the coffee person will run the coffee. The music person will make the music. And like every person that is in line with the vision that brings what they have. Will have a place where they could put that stuff and run that stuff there. And. To basically let. To be a giver with with it. So like I want. There's another Max. I've said this before. There's another Max out there who doesn't have an uncle, you know, who like raps and has these friends. So like that kid, I would love to meet that kid and like hear what he's making and be like, hey dude, what are you doing this Friday? Mm. Like, why don't you come on down? And and to ha- give him like a creative space there, where it's like our studio is there. Like he mm. has keys to it. He can go there anytime he wants and sit down and create and then we could just be like dude every other friday or whatever we get together we make a song every friday even if it never makes an album like we do that constantly Mm. because we have to just keep ourselves and bringing kids in dude like some kid is a sick rapper like meet some kid like hey dude you ever like you ever spit over a track like i would love to like why don't you come on down over here dude here's a flyer come Mm -hmm. down like we do this every so often have him come down and dude, record them, give it to them, send it to them. You could have it like, boom, he's posting it with his friends. Look what I made or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, but to just be able to give back like that to these kids that I once was in something that I know how to do. Like Mm -hmm. I understand music, like we understand music, like, and to be able to give back to people selectively. I'm not trying to say that I'd be favoring, but it's not just like, I'm not trying to start a school or something. I'm just saying like to have an environment where you can bless people like that. And then I picture it, dude, I just picture like once a month we flip burgers there, dude. And like make music there, dude. And you know, clothing line stuff. Like we got our camera set up. Like imagine this whole place didn't have to be put Mm. up in a, like it's there. Like that's where we do our podcast. Like it's always there. like, Mm. We sit at that table when we do any announcements for just to create this place, dude, where people can come. And the reason why I always bring a coffee, dude, is because coffee houses are one of those few places that people go to and they sit there for hours. Yeah. Like they go there to be there, mm-hmm. not just like, right. That's why I'm not, I mean, whatever Starbucks commercial, like, and it's not even about the coffee. It isn't, it's just, it. it, is, it it's just the environment of a place where people come and they're there all the time and yeah. they just hang out there and that's what i want to create dude and i would love to be able to make a living off of that Hmm. you know where people are both seeing it and donating to it because they see that kids get to make music out of it so you got donations coming in you got coffee that's bringing in a consistent amount of money for the building to be able to be there you have donations for like a bible study that goes on there maybe multiple bible studies throughout the week like just a vision for what it is. And then eventually be able to turn into something successful where we can then say, this can also be duplicated. Mm. Like now you can have one. Obviously if people are driving from Pasadena to wherever, like dude, you could also have one here, like Mm. the same thing. And obviously it'll never be exactly the same, but where it has that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just what I see, bro. Like that's what I wish I could do. And Maybe that door will open, bro. Like, but to me, this is where it starts. Like, this, like, that's why I stay connected to this. I can't trust me, dude. Like, there's an amount of weight paid to do this every week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'll be up super early tomorrow, Mm -hmm. but it's worth it to me because it lines up with what it is that God's always put in my heart. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Back to Max. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. I, I, I'm I sorry. Got, dude. I got one more. You know, a couple more questions as, as we're winding this, I think, podcast up. But do you feel like there's things that are in your walk, like kind of like
0: could be pitfalls for you? The snares that for Max. Mm,
3: what do you mean? Like,
1: Like, like, is there, you know, like things that you are you aware? I, 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 because when I look at you, I see like a guy with so much potential, Mm. and are you aware that there, there's pitfalls Mm. like in your life that can pull you away from this awesome adventure that God Mm. has for you? That's a good question. Is that, is that, is that something that you've thought of before? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
3: like I know that, like like music can be done, you mm-hmm. know, like that could be over and then I'll do something else. Like I know that, like
2: hmm.
3: I hope, it, I hope it's not like that. You know, I hope I can do music, but
0: yeah. I, yeah, I don't can, know. yeah. Can you, can you think of a way like, okay, just like God's real. Mm-hmm. So Satan, right. And he wants to destroy what God wants to do in Max's life. Do you think that there's some ways that you might not be aware of that he's like, oh, "I'm gonna get him like this," or maybe some that you are aware of? You're like, "Dang, could he get me like that?" Hmm. I, don't never th- I don't. I don't think that? I've ever thought about it. Mm-mm. And that's that might be because military mentality is to know your enemy, right? Mm-hmm. But in the anointed young men in the Bible, they were most in tune with who God was.
2: Mm.
0: And trusting God to fight their battles. The only thing that every person should be is self-aware. Like, Hmm. know what things can trip you up. Hmm. Not necessarily knowing Satan, but knowing yourself. Hmm. Like, and what things can get you. And just know that those are things that would be healthy for you to find out. Hmm. not by doing them certainly not but just by knowing knowing like "Mm, that's interesting i think in your case dude if i can be honest with you because i've dealt and came across a lot of people Mm -hmm. i think in your case it would be probably more something not like so obvious like everybody else like oh like this guy you know he started getting really into drugs or but more just like in that you feel different than people and feel that that they don't understand you and Mm. and that can grow into like feeling like these people that think that they're close to me or they don't really know. Like they Mm -hmm. don't. And the one thing is that the Bible says that there's nothing that comes upon a man that isn't common to all men. Mm -hmm. It just shows its face differently. Like Mm -hmm. all of us have things in our lives that we kind of like one question God a little bit. Like all of us have those things, Mm -hmm. but we learn by faith to trust God because he's shown us that he's trustworthy the way that you'll look back at your life and realize that he orchestrated all that all of that stuff that happened like conversations in the car and the meeting before then and knowing where your heart would be and the way he's closed other doors and the way he'll open up doors ahead of you, you start to build a trust in in, in the track record of God in your life. So you learn that you could trust him and then you start to take those things in that you don't really understand. You're like, hmm. what about this though? You know, what about that? And but be aware that there have been many people at what they don't understand about God will push them to a place that becomes the source of why they don't believe in God. Mm. I've seen that happen. I think that's what happened with red link. Like when we talk about like there Mm -hmm. is like those moments you're like, okay, yeah, like God's real, but what about this dude? Mm. Like, what's up with that? Like, I don't, and we talked a little bit about that with Ivan's podcast and that, The healthy perspective on that one is to understand how small we are in our mentality towards what, like how, how much God knows more than us. Mm. Is when you start to really, I realize this because I've been surrounded by death a lot in my life. But when you see how quickly life could end, you start to realize how small life is. Mm. Like even these thoughts come even with my daughter. Like I look at her and I know the way a parent feels ownership with their kid. Like this is my daughter. This is my, they're my everything. But I look at Rowan and I'm just like, you're just a little vapor too. Hmm. Like, like fingers will be snapped and you'll be an old woman. Hmm. And like, all I have is this little moment, like my life, dude, my health. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to live to be old. I don't go on and on about that, but I've had crazy stuff happen to me. Like my kidneys, my liver, like my freaking, you know, like Mm -hmm. a lot of crazy stuff happened to me and I sometimes look at like my daughter and I'm like, I don't know how long I have, but I'll, I'll do the best I can, but I never see I never feel ownership like this is mine, and this is what I'm gonna do with mm. it, you know, and I think that's where it gets dangerous when people start to think like like they 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 don't realize how tiny they are mm. so I'm remembering that you're tiny and that life is tiny, and that wherever we go right? Because we Christians always try to act like we know what heaven's like, but nobody nobody who went there, like Paul said mm. when he saw it, like these are words that I, I couldn't utter with words what I saw. Mm. So if he, I trust his opinion more than all these other books, <laughs> like, oh, heaven's God, or these people that are like, we're going to be doing this, bro. I, I don't really, I don't think you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I do know this, wherever we're going, we're going to be there a whole lot longer than we're here. Mm. That's the one thing that I always wish I could share with people is like, when they're like challenging God or when they're like, you know, I don't know. Like, what about, I'm just like, dude, you're, you're banking this little life hmm. against where you're going to be forever. Like, hmm. and you're like challenge, like I've learned to trust God. And I've learned to say, to stay silent on things that I don't really know. Cause I think it's where Christians go wrong. Like I shared this last time, like, mm-hmm one of the big mistakes they make is always making it sound like they know everything. It's mm-hmm. like, you don't dude. So, but maybe that could be something to be aware of. Like, okay, the you know, cause with uniqueness that makes you different from a lot of people and your gifts, you're going to experience uniqueness to make you different than a lot of people and just who you are, hmm. you know? So remembering that, that we have been uniquely and wonderfully created for a purpose that God has for us. And that Satan would love to dangle in front of us an option for what we should do with who we are, Hmm, hmm. you know, be like, Hey, do this, like follow this. And it's like, no, you know what, dude? Like I handed over ownership of my life. Like that's the one thing that's cool is like my, my natural man who Mikey is, whatever Satan can say about him, it might be true, but guess what? He doesn't belong to me. Mikey doesn't belong to me. Mikey belongs to God. So when Satan's like, you should know, you would be happy if you did this or if you did, it's just like, well, I don't, I don't belong to me, bro. So, Hmm. you know, I keep that, I keep that thought. Like, I think it's a healthy life to remember the promises you've made, you know? Hmm. And, and, and so anyways, though, but that is a good question, dude. And something to ponder, like, you know what, Lord, like show me if there's any areas that I'm not aware of that, you know, like, if we, were, if we were studying, like, someone, like, let's say we were just, like, for the wrong side, right? Like, we were, like, little minions for Satan. And we were studying somebody, and I'm like, hey, hey, check this out. You see the kid, like, over there, super strong, always on course. You ever notice that every single time he gets to the corner of that lap, his mind drifts off and he starts looking up to the right? You ever notice that? And your guys are like, I never noticed that before. Like, he does every time. Hmm. see so like if we can comprehend that as just people watch observing a person we know that the enemy's smarter than us he's been around longer than us like he's aware of hmm. the, the way our tendencies the way we are you know mm-hmm. and so I, I i i always try to that's a good that's a good mm-hmm. thought-provoking question dude yeah
1: i because what i see what i've seen in your life is when I first found out you gave your life to the Lord, I was like stoked. I was like super cool. And then I was like, all right, well let's, you know, let's watch. Um, and it wasn't like this like immediate burst of you. Cause like you, you've kind of stated like, you're not like the super most outgoing guy. So it wasn't like this immediate, like, Oh, like I know for sure Max is like this Christian, but what I started to see was a consistency of you, being around Mike, being around myself,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and listening. And I started to see, like, for sure, like, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing with us um, if the Lord wasn't in it. I know that. Because you have this genuine love for um, hearing these conversations and for giving other people the ability to do that. And so I kind of was like, I, I have a piece about you really coming alongside and helping us out with this because I, I feel like that's something that you had this desire to do. Mm-hmm. And after some time, I started to see, like, because I was looking at you as like, oh, Max is like this guy with, like, this all this talent that, like, we really need to mold and shape the, the talent. But then we started to see, like, nah, no, we really don't need, we're kind of just, like, starting to see, like, he's got this talent on his own that God's given him. And then I started to see like, wait, like there's like a whole spiritual side of what God has planned for Max. Hmm. And that's when I'm kind of like thinking of like, okay, like God, like what do you, what, what is my role? What what opportunities are you going to give me to hmm. like be able to just be around you, hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and to, to just kind of share with you when you're going through stuff or just like being your friend, bro,
0: yeah, mm. that not to crowd your plate any more than there already is, but yeah. there is a whole other conversation to be had besides what you do, what a person does that defines their them and their talent and what they enjoy, and then what they have to do obligated for like a life and a living. That seems to be the two subjects in your world, like this is what I like doing, and and this is what I have to do, like I mm-hmm. have to figure out a way to do this, like yeah. those are the two avenues. But there is he brings up a point there's a third avenue dude and it's actually the most important one the reason why like i personally am not i don't like to push about it is because then it can feel just like anything else that's pushed on you like i have to do this like i know but like the only things that will last into eternity are things that we did that were eternal
2: Hmm.
0: so like even, like, my music isn't eternal. But the time I invest with you is. Hmm. So the same thing, too. Like, this podcast isn't eternal. But the way it can impact people is. So that's the third avenue to start to include the way you inquire from God, like with his plan for your life. Hmm. Because believe it or not, more doors are opened by the hand of God concerning that subject than doors open concerning how you're going to make a living and doors open concerning how you enjoy spending your time. More doors are opened by God himself Hmm. concerning how you impact people eternally. And I think more people could use that thought process in their life, Christians I'm speaking to, because sometimes we've been tripping over ourselves for so long because we're trying to balance what we have to do with what we like to do Mm. instead of asking God to open doors based on how we can impact people for eternity. God can fly open doors like that. I've seen them. I think that's the next step in, like, the direction of, like, the things that we all do together is Mm. to really start to just be like, okay, God, like, which parts of this is like the eternal impact you know hmm. so that's a good that's a good lesson that's good yeah dude. <laughs> right on
1: well, I think we're uh it's time to ask my max um how can we pray for you bro? Hmm.
3: just like mm, I think clarity it's like clarity in like what what um clarity in how to grow with Christ and then just like in my life the like growing in my life just like you know like where where do i go from here
0: you know mm-hmm. that's a good that's a good request where do i go from here mm-hmm. you know i think that question asked where do i go from here Means a certain amount when a boy asks his friend, right? Means a little bit more when he asks an adult.
2: Hmm.
0: Probably means a little bit more when he asks a teacher. Like, where do I go from here? Teacher, especially a teacher, is invested with him. Hmm. Like, so where do I go from here, you know? But of the biggest impact when he asks his creator. Hmm. Because you think about a kid dreaming with his friend versus a kid seeking wisdom versus a kid who trusts that somebody knows him and has trained him. But the deepest of all is somebody... Who trust the one who created him mm-hmm. and made him different and special and limited and all of those things and i think that that question that he always asks how can i pray for you is the way we end all our podcasts like it's become the way we end all of our podcasts mm-hmm. but in your case i think it's more telling because of where you're at, it's a crazy place where you're at. I don't think people that like, if anybody watching this, like I don't think people realize realize like when they see you here with us, or whatever, what what your relationship is with us, and mm. so you literally are like our living example of what it is to like pour into somebody around you. Mm. You know, I that makes you sound like a guinea pig, but like it's <laughs> the truth. Like, it's just the truth, you know. Mm. But I, I I've made a mistake if I fail. For you to know that, like, that is the question. Like, where do I go from here? Hmm. And the best person to ask that is the Lord. So I uh, I think that'd be dope to, like, go finish this in prayer. Yeah,
1: I think you should pray for him. I also think real quick on that note that you just said, like, how important it is for us, Nick included, like, as um, he will learn from our strengths, but he will also learn from our weaknesses. Like he will learn from the things that we misrepresent or fail in, um, either good or bad. Like some of those things will rub off on him, Hmm. which is like, dang, like the seriousness of discipleship. But I, and I mean, (laughs) all that to be said, Mike,
0: we love you, Max.
3: Mm. love you guys too. Let's pray. pray.
0: Dear God, I thank you so much for this podcast and this opportunity that you've given us, Lord. And so often we wonder what, what will come of it. But I, I am often reminded by you, Lord, to make sure that I do enjoy what it is. And I certainly do. And I have no less enjoyed this conversation with Max and the time that we spend at this table. Um, this table really has become a place where I get to know people that I'm close to. Uh, And I dig that. And and I'm so thankful for it, God. But specifically, I come before you on behalf of Max. I stand in your presence, God, to say that, first of all, we love you. And we do realize that there's more that you're doing in our lives than we recognize or know. But I'm so glad, Lord, that you've orchestrated and brought Max where you have brought him. And um, I pray, Lord, number one, first and foremost, that from you he would receive direction, that you would begin to close doors that are not being opened by you. And it doesn't matter if the pressure is coming from his favorite people or people who love him the most or any of that stuff, Lord, that the truth is that this is the young man who has been separated unto you And so we give him to you and we ask that you would take his life and guide him and direct him and that you would show him where he goes next. I do pray, Lord, that you would open up doors in front of him, utilizing the gifts that you've given him. I pray also that he would have the freedom to be a young man and that religious people wouldn't get their claws in and start creating stuff that isn't really your voice. So much of it is things that we create culturally, but that he would find who you are and what it means to walk with you and your word and in the time he spends talking to you. I pray that you would tug on his heart in times when he's driving by himself or walking alone, that he would remember that you're always there. You've been there since he made that decision. You've been standing right there the whole time and that you hear him and that you know what's in his heart. So I thank you for this evening that we've had. Um, I pray for Sal and his engagement and the direction that you're leading them. I pray for myself, my wife, my daughter. I pray for you to use all of our lives, Lord, and show us a way that we can lift each other up and help each other along the road. And we thank you so much. I pray these things in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs>